Hello and welcome to the Sports Society podcast, a show about everything sports. Join us each week as we review and dissect the top games and sporting events across the globe, listening to the latest news to emerge from the world of sports. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by Chris, Ads and Josh. This is the Sports Society podcast. Hello, we Hello lads. We lads. <laughs> Good, mate. Well, mate. Take three that time. Well done. You got it there. <laughs> got there in the end. Good stuff, yeah. boys. Um, let's just done. rip in. Let's rip in, shall we? Ads, do the socials, mate. Do the honours. Yeah, so follow us on the Sports Society podcast on Instagram. Um, head over to our bio. Click on the link tree. This will take you to our other channels, such as YouTube and TikTok. Um, also feel free to send your questions to our email at the sports society podcast at gmail.com. You almost forgot that, didn't you? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that all good. Got all there right, though, uh, got there. One last little bit of admin. Um, just want to give a, a big shout out to our, our good friends, uh, Cookie and Louie. Um, so if you want to discover new music, new releases worldwide, why not check out the Cookie and Louie show on Hazy Lemon? The show is available on YouTube, SoundCloud, and all the rest of the other listening platforms. They do a show every two weeks. Um, I've had a good listen this week, and boys, they play some some belter of uh, some tunes. So some, some good music there. So if you like your music, go to them. If you like your sports, come to us. So what we recommend, <laughs> listen to our podcast first, get some sports into you, and then go over to, to those two and listen to their, uh, to their belter tunes, eh? Yeah, give give them a check out, everyone. So, I'm like, I, like I said, good tunes. So, I love it. Without without further ado, let's, let's rip in, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Biz. All right. Uh, I'm, not on, I'm not on the. Nobody today. got a beer. I've got Oi, a can of coke. Can hey, can of coke. <laughs> Anyone else got a no? Nothing. No, I've got Ellen Seltzer. Oh, <laughs> from the fridge. Hang on, hang on. Take your drink down. Before you drink, all right, I just wanna I just wanna do I'm gonna call it a eulogy, all right? To the to the sudden exiting of Carlton from the finals campaign. All right. <laughs> I I loved you while you were there. I still love you now. You made me proud. As proud as a father. But no, in all seriousness, uh bloody happy as a Carlton fan, kick off the show, could not be prouder of how the club went. So um I reckon that Cheers for a drink for you, Ads. What do you reckon? Up the blues for next year. Cheers to that, mate. I had a good Happy. year, so up the blues. All right, well, let's let's just go straight into that game then, Josh. Do you want to... <laughs> Ballon. You, you, you went, so... I did. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the loss. You know what? <laughs> no, usually, usually, so I don't, I don't bite very often, but usually I would <laughs> for many reasons, right? First reason, round 15, Carlton and GWS were sitting 15th and 14th. Seven rounds later, both of them scrape into the eight. We didn't scrape in, but GWS did. Prelim final time, both of those teams make a prelim. GWS were exceptional, but for us, the first quarter was epic. I knew it was going to go downhill from there. I just You, you can't maintain it for that long, but um, made the trip up to Brizzy with half a knee and... Got a little bit too excited, and and uh, especially in that first quarter. But it was a really good game. We lost to a better team, and I'm happy to say that. The crowd was unreal. The game was really good. 
We just lost to a better team, and I, I think Brizzy are going to go all the way this year. So definitely not a shame to say we lost to the best team in the prelim. Yeah. So, so nothing, it's, no critis, uh, constructive criticism for Carlton at all. They played their best they could play in that in that semi final. No criticism for the team, for individuals, and this. I'm I'm glad you said this because I'm going to put a question out to you three, right? Um, any sport, so this goes to anything. Yeah, if if a player stars in say the knockout stage of a World Cup or the regular season in the NBA, but then it comes to finals and they do nothing, are they a good player still? Um, I know who you're talking about. I've seen a few articles come up. Um. I still think they're a good player, but you need to perform in big stages to become a great player, to become a spectacular player, like a Dustin Martin. Mm-hmm. Josh, I'll, I'll refer back to what you said last week when we were talking about Kalen Ponga. Mm-hmm. You said, well, he's he's been a good player throughout the year, but what's he done in the finals when it mattered? Mm-hmm. Correct. That's my answer to that. So, Chrissy, you probably, even though I know you think you know a lot, you probably give a shit the least about AFL, nor do you really care too much about stats and that. But you would know in AFL, if you're a forward, your main goal is to kick, your main aim is to kick goals, yeah? Yeah. So I'm just going to read you out some stats from a player across the last three games, and you're going to tell me whether you think that they had a good game or not. All right. So I'm not going to tell you it is. I think you probably know, as would the other boys. But um, against Sydney, one goal. All right. Against Melbourne, this player played predominantly forward, half forward slash full forward and was kept goalless. All right. And then on the weekend against Brisbane, one goal. So... Two goals in three games, so two goals in three finals. Under, I think it was eight disposals per game average. What, Very what, poor. Poor, yeah? Poor. So that, that was the performance of the Coleman Medals, who I love, Charlie Kerner, and he is only 24. But First first of all, did he not score a goal against Melbourne? I, I thought he scored one. He might have, actually, you know what? He might have scored one. I think, regardless, he only scored one. Um, yes, he did. You got three goals. You got you got to look at who he's up against, mate. Like he's up against Stephen May and Jake Lever. Again, this is the whole Harry Mackay conversation. Like he didn't play, so he's up against the two All Australians, Stephen May, Jake Lever. Towed him up. What's he meant to do? And then he goes up against another All Australian, Harris Andrews. Do you know what I'm saying? So like he had good competition. I'm not saying one goal. Is enough. It's not. He's a Coleman medalist, but he's also up up against like some of the best defenders. So you've also got to take into of... consideration, yeah. Like when when you get these these matchups, yeah. Imagine if if your team are playing another team and your manager tells you, make sure you mark their full forward, otherwise he's going to kick ten. You're going to fucking swamp him the whole game. Is that so? What, is that what happened that's, though? That's all. Did no. That that's no discredit to Charlie at all. He just might have been more man marked. But nah, see, I disagree. I think, and mm. I love the bloke, and I think he, I think next year when we make the finals, he's going to have a big one. But based off 
what he's done this year. Good players are, are just that. Great players are ones that can do the unthinkable in exceptional circumstances. Stephen May was exceptional because he was one-on-one against Kerner. He destroyed him. Okay, Harris Andrews was exceptional. He's kept Charlie Kerno to one goal. Harry Mackay kicked two goals in a weekend and was the more influential forward. So I would argue that Harry Mackay was our best performing forward this final series. Harry, he was the one that copped all the flack. Harry Harry had a good game. Yeah, but he had a good game the first week too. Yeah. He had three assists yeah, and he he did. two sitters. Yeah, he did. So, so. Um, I think we need to hold judgment on Charlie, even though I think Charles is a good player. I, the word great and superstar gets banded around too much. I don't think he's in that echelon yet. And I think you still he's proved it. You still, um, you got to understand, he's still a young player. Like he's only playing his first final series. Like he's only going to get better. You know, oh, he's going he? up against. Oh, he'd be 24. 23, 24? 24. Yeah, so he's playing like, against Pete. Harris Isn't Andrews, who's should be twenty four. Nah, twenty six, twenty seven peak. So I reckon he's four twenty five's peak. I reckon. I reckon he's in his prime now because a forward though a forward a little bit later. If you've got but it, anyway, you've got what, it, what, I'm, what I'm saying is he's come up against Harris Andrew, who has four or five years of experience playing in finals, and then Stephen May, who's obviously won a premiership, what, 2020, 21, 21 of them. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's his first finals. He's come up against good defenders. I feel like he'll grow from it. But, yeah, he, yeah, it's hard. It's, hard. it's a hard conversation because he's obviously come out and kicked 80 goals in the season. So... So, you know, you look at... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, what what does it matter if you can't do it in the finals? Yeah, correct, 100%. What's the point? Like, this is the thing with with big players. You either turn up when it matters or you don't. Yeah. And I I remember a stat that came out that when Leicester won the league, um, Arsenal were their nearest competitors, and everyone was saying that Giroud, um, that he didn't get the service that he wanted, right, or he needed. And he could have won Arsenal the league. And then there was a stat that came out at saying, you know, um, 12 games he went without scoring. He's saying without service, but he was just he was just crap. He didn't turn up. Hmm. So in the, if you don't turn up in the big games, boys, you ain't going to win the prize. And I, I 100% agree with that, right? You, I reckon forwards get too much leeway. Strikers get too much leeway, right? You look at a perfect example, Charlie Cameron does nothing most games, but yep. any little opportunity that bloke gets, he'll take. Cyril Rioli was the same. Eddie Betts was the same. A champion is someone that can have a quiet day, but when they get their opportunity, they'll stand up and they'll deliver. Make the difference. Just, just Charlie a couple of years ago turned up in the finals. Exactly. He gets to a grand final and he just turns up, he just scores goals. Martin, Martin will go down as one of the best players of the finals. Yeah. Like, he's average home and away. What, he's had one, two good years, probably being mm-hmm. a bit rough on him there, but he'll go down as one of the all-time finals players. Yeah, because yeah, he just turns yeah. up in the in the final, doesn't he? He, he takes, he yeah, looks correct. at the occasion, he goes, <laughs> right, I either want it or I don't. And he, um, and he and takes I, it, and up, and take the ball by the horns and he gets there and he gets the goal. Correct. And I think that's the confidence with his teammates as well. They know Martin's going to rock up. So... They give him the service, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they know yeah, they know what he's going to do. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so is it a case of Charlie Kerno not getting the service? Did he, you know, what's why is he not scoring? Look, overall, first first final series, 
give him some leeway. He didn't perform. He pressure will be on next final series. But I actually want to turn our attention away from Carlton and go to the team we lost to. Um, most underrated player in the AFL boys. Big O, Oscar McInerney, most underrated player in the AFL boys. So I watched him single-handedly destroy our midfield. So on the weekend, two goals, 14 disposals, four marks, three tackles, 38 hitouts, um, four clearances and 280 metres gained. And he spent 85% time on the on field, which is the most out of any player on the game, over 200 centimetres. He was, he was epic. He is so underrated, and I think he's the reason why Brizzy are going to win the flag on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Epic. Epic. It's not a bad shout, mate. No, I I love him because he's not a, he doesn't look like your generic superstar footballer. You look at him and you'd probably think he's a bit he's a bit of a dud, but no, genuine star. I, I just think Brisbane have a well-balanced team the whole way through, from back line to mid to forwards. For they're, sure. They're a star-stack side, mate. I yep. think the game they played, you look at the stats, right? They dominated in most areas of that game. Apart from if the first the quarter, they right? punctures. Yeah, yeah, first first quarter, yeah. But I mean, like disposals were like reasonably even, but everywhere else, Brisbane came out trumps, mate. Like I think, I think Brisbane spread after the second quarter absolutely from, dominated. From a, from a neutral perspective, right? I looked at that game and I just saw Carlton fell asleep by the third quarter and they just Brisbane just ran away with it. Not in terms of scoreline, in terms of gameplay. And without making excuses, right, because they are the better team at this point in time, you could almost see that, almost feel like that first quarter was out, that that was all we had. But I reckon after that, our players just looked like you could see Cripp starting to grimace with his ribs. You could see Akers starting to pull up with his mm. shoulder. I reckon that... Yeah, They've gone from back-to-back games where they've almost lost to getting over the line. Like, they'd be battered, they'd be bruised, they'd be sore. They Akers is playing with a bung shoulder, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Cripps right. last week got hit in the face four times. Do no. you know what I'm saying? So, now, credit mm. to Carlton. I feel like they needed to start how they did, and they'd done that. Unfortunately, they couldn't go all the way. If they hadn't started like that, it would have been a bigger, you know, result to Brisbane winning. But, yeah, credit to the Blues. I don't think they lost any... Of the fans or anyone else, but yeah, credit wow. to them. Great year. So, so Josh, at a score out of ten, how satisfied are you with Carlton's performance this year? Ten. Are you, to- ten. Are you talking season or ten? Yeah, this season. Yeah, because twelve weeks ago, twelve weeks ago, we we're in the bottom four. So, yep. in terms of my expectations versus what happened, you'd have to say a nine because obviously, when you get that close, you think you probably can win it. And I do think if we had have won, we, we would have won the grand final because I said whoever wins the game on Saturday will win the premiership. I think that it was – I think Carlton and, and Brisbane are the two best sides going around at the minute. I think GWS are the third best side. I actually think the Pies are probably the fourth. So even the fifth, I'll probably put Melbourne ahead of Collingwood too. So the draw is a draw. And I actually think right. we might see Brizzy do quite a number on Collingwood this weekend. Five-plus goals. Oh, they've got – yeah, it's going to be super interesting. So let's let's move on to Brisbane's opposition then. Let's do it. The, the yep. Pies. Now, I, I, I was at the pub watching this. And to be honest, like again, from a neutral perspective, I wasn't overly happy with Col- uh, Collingwood's performance. I didn't think they looked that great. But then again, GWS didn't look amazing, not compared to what they have been in the past few weeks. It was a good game. 
It was a great game. Very, very high intensity. Like it was for sure. It was a ripping game. To add to your little um, argument, I don't think Collingwood played that bad. To be honest, I think we're just underestimating how good of a team JWS it actually is. For sure, I, th- I thought Collingwood's forward line could have been a bit better, but the the thing is, too, Collingwood were, and, and you've got to give credit. And I don't, I don't buy into this Carlton Collingwood hatred. Yeah, I don't like Collingwood, but I don't like all seventeen Lies. teams. Lies. No, I hate. Lies. I, I don't yeah. like to watch a good team play. Collingwood, the reason why they won by a point was their midfield, Jordan Degoe. They were playing. Jordan Degoe, yeah. So Collingwood were plus 16. So they had 16 more stoppages around the ground, stoppage clearances to, than GWS. That's where they won the game. They won the game through their midfield territory. They won the game through their midfield dominance. Now, the reason why I don't think they'll win this week is because Brisbane's midfield beat our midfield. And our midfield was meant to be the number one stoppage clearance team. So I think Brisbane are just peaking at the right time. And I think Collingwood, they deserve to be there after the year they've had. No other team deserves it. It deserves to be a Brisbane-Collingwood granny. I just think Collingwood aren't peaking and Brisbane are. Um, and I was, I'm with you, Dan. I wasn't extremely impressed with their game either. No. But yeah, they're in a grand final, so good on them. Again, yeah, not extremely sure. impressed in their game, but again, a good team that knows how to get over the line. But is that you know what I'm saying? They, they found a way to get over the line. Is that oh, just one? Sorry, Josh. Is that going to work against a Brisbane team that Br- Brisbane are this team that it, it's like it's nuts at quarter time? It was five goals, one to one goal or whatever, and it's like started a second quarter. It's like the greatest sporting teams you see, like your your Man Cities and that. They just flick a switch and they can end the game within a half an hour. That game was over at half time. Brisbane just flicked the yep. switch and bang, they were away. They smashed it for the first quarter. Yeah. And then they 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 went to shit. Brisbane just flicked a switch, mate. That's why I think they're that much better. I think that... But you, you've got... You know, if you can do that to someone in the first quarter, then, you know, you can carry on doing it. I don't know what... I mean, what, what do you reckon was said after that point? Or, or what do you reckon Brisbane's coach said to them? Because, yeah, you're right. After that first quarter, it was like, boom. I don't... I don't think it was nice what he said to him. Didn't look very no. happy. He's talking fakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to be honest, this this Brisbane outfit, you can see it when they run out. They remind me so much of Man City, Chrissy. Like they've got an aura of arrogance about them in terms of they know they're bloody good and they know it's going to mm-hmm. turn around. Even when we kicked the first five goals, the Brizzy players were laughing on the screen. They weren't panicking at all. They they almost it's almost like they knew deep down that they were going to win anyway. And I think the difference is they know they're good, and they might have had they would have got a rev up from Fags at, at quarter time. But I think what we're seeing this grand final, we're going to be seeing two teams that are extremely well coached. Yeah, we're going to see a Collingwood yeah. very much system based, and I think we're going to see a Brisbane team which is very much flick a switch and get the job done. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. Brisbane need the, to um, win. Sorry, do you reckon us. Collingwood are going to have the home advantage though? Like. Obviously, oh, yeah. you're going to have them. Clearly, yeah. 100%. Clearly, it Adam's been saying it all year that Brisbane can't play at the G. The, the, I still don't yeah, think yeah. they can. And that, that's the mm. question, isn't it? But the thing about the AFL, which does my head in right, is the grand final, Collingwood have 105,000 members or whatever it is. They only get 17,000 tickets for the grand final. So a stadium yes. that seats 100,000, 
Collingwood oh, only gets seventeen thousand. Brisbane only gets seventeen thousand. The rest is corporate. Mm, ridiculous. Corporate. How yeah. much of a joke? How much of a disgrace is that? So the biggest game. Yeah, that's the that's AFL bad. fear, mate. That is the AFL. The disgrace. The non-for-profit AFL. But we'll get. We'll give it all to corporate. So you've got all to corporate. How is that non-for-profit? Well, I won't name my brother's business, but he works in a in an airline company in Australia, and their CEO and a few Not others many. are flying for the grand final. They don't even yeah. AFL, but they're going. It's retarded, honestly. And the money that will be being spent by these corporate guys, it will just be like astronomical. That's of why. 17,000 home fans it each. Just, that is a disgrace. It makes no sense, does it? You so look at. Chris, you'll know. You are supporters. Like, you look at Wembley, right? Playoff finals or a, a cup final, right? It's yeah. an 80, 80 something thousand 90, seater. Not, not 90, sorry, 90,000. How many of there of each team? 45,000 each. 45,000 each. It's split straight down the, the middle. Whole, and Wem- look- Wembley, red team versus blue team, literally one side is blue, one side yeah. is red. It is it's- quality to watch. Yeah, and this is and why... that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. So it should, yeah. You, you, this AFL non-for-profit bullshit needs to stop because you need the, the G needs to be that one ground where everyone wants to go. And the thing is, the thing is, it is. Like if, and this is what I was going to pull up next. So the... The AFL average crowd attendance for this final series was 75,000. Hmm. The average game at the MCG was 91,000 people. It doesn't... And then the grand final, but the fans want to go. They show up and then the grand final, oh, no, sorry. They shaft them. Yeah, they shaft them. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a song, there's a song in England that every team sings when they go into Wembley. K Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. We're going to Wembley, Kesara, Sarah, and every t- like that is like the best song that is being sick that's being sung at the end of a game when you know your team's going to Wembley for the FA Cup final for the whatever it might be a, a, a FA Cup final, Carabao Cup or Community playoff Shield final, or whatever. playoff final. Yeah, for here it's like ah oh, we're going back to G. Like there's no excitement about going to the G because you're there every week. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a different, it is a different game. But I think for me, it's corporate greed that does my head in. I think that mm. high casing point is fucking look after the fans that have shown up every week. Don't don't go and give these high flyers from Toyota, fly them first class from fucking Tokyo and put them in a corporate box when they couldn't even give a shit about the AFL. Look after your fans. Give, your, give the people that show up every week the tickets. Like these Collingwood supporters, like Dan, Christiane, I, I don't know how how big of a fan she is, but I'm sure she'd love to be there. She's got a scarf, yeah. You know, Brooke, the girl's friend, she, she's a massive Colin fan. She can't go and she's supported no. my whole life. Yet some corporate mojo can go because he's got money. It just does my head in. It's an absolute load of shit. I, yeah. I can't believe there's 66,000 corporate the leeches going. Every year. Every 66, year. 66,000. That hear, is a joke. And then you hear fucking Triple M, I'm going to lose my shit over this, so you might have to censor this. Then you've got yeah, people um, who advertise that they're giving away tickets. Fuck off. Don't give away yeah. You shouldn't have those tickets. They should be the fans. Why is Triple yeah, M going to should be. tickets? Yeah. I don't want to hear. Then some nuffy rings up today. He's a North Melbourne supporter and he gets the tickets. So yeah. another Collingwood supporter or a Brizzy supporter can't go. He probably sells them for an Correct. extortionate price. Exactly. Correct. Of course he does. Yeah. yeah. Just. Mate, it's completely. 
that we were talking about at work today. The AFL is fucked. Like, yeah. <laughs> not in a lot of I ways. I do like the sport. I do like the sport, Oop. but there's so much. There's so much room for improvement. And you know what it is, Chrissy? They take us fans for granted because we show up week in, week out. They can flirt with rules. The umpiring's crap. They they give shit fixtures. They put Carlton on six o'clock on a Sunday night. They give all these corporate people grand final tickets. They do this because they know that we're going to show up no matter what because it's our club. I reckon we turn up. The Sports Society podcast turn up. We start a fucking <laughs> we start a, a protest against these corporate fuckers getting tickets. <laughs> and I'll kill them and just hold some signs. My nipples. Yeah, I can get me tits out outside AFL house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Boy, you should just boycott it. Boy, every seventeen thousand each, just boycott it. And I'm, sub- I'll be surprised if you get seventeen thousand Brisbane fans there. Oh, they've got it. No, they've got about. They've 50. got a big base. They were Fitzroy, they? Yeah. they were Fitzroy, yeah. so they've got a lot of supporters down here. Fitz, it was Fitzroy. They were, hang on a minute. They were Fitzroy. Yeah. Yeah, so as if you, awesome. as if you didn't know this. Yeah, they were. So they were a Melbourne-based team, and then Brisbane just came in so, and said, "Oh, we." No, they just changed. Well, they the name. changed. They changed the name. Yeah, about 1875, Chrissy AFL was was created, but it was a VFL, the Victorian Football League, and it was just Correct. Victorian oh, yeah. up until 1987 when Port Adelaide was it Port Adelaide or West Coast? Who was it? I can't remember. Yeah. Exactly. No, I think Port. Port. Um, he was Port. And Fitzroy were playing, obviously, out of Fitzroy. They then had to fold because they had no money, and Brisbane. Bears, Bears. license, yeah. and they played as Brisbane Bears. Then Brisbane Bears fell out, and then they played as the Brisbane Lions. So in Brisbane's song and on the back of their jumper, you'll see that they have BFLC. So Brisbane Bears, BB, Brisbane Bears, Fitzroy, Brisbane Lions Football Club. Yeah. So just, yeah, I mean, right. just going back to the 17,000 fans. Sorry, I just can't get mad around it. Can you imagine if you're going Wembley, Dan, and they only offered seventeen thousand tickets to the home and away for to, to each supporter club? There'd be up. There would be riots, man. Yeah, there would be riots. And if they said, "Oh, yeah, we're going to offer sixty-six thousand tickets out to um, corporate," well, <laughs> there would be full-on riots. It's, it's, a, it's the same thing if your club just upped and moved to another another place. Imagine if Arsenal just next week just went. Oh, we're just going to go and be fucking Boys. Inverness Thunder next week. Again, that's what we're changing to. You'd be like, you'd be like, what? Yeah, you mo- you moved, but you stayed the same club. It gets worse, yeah. So MCG, you know the MCC members area. Yeah, that's not just given a Collingwood MCC members. So on Saturday, you're going to be seeing. You might see Melbourne scarves and St Kilda scarves and North Melbourne scarves because yeah. just because you're a Collingwood fan. Any MCC member can go no matter who they support. So that's another 40,000, 30,000 seats that's going to be filled up with supporters at probably Collingwood or... Or, or they're selling them for an arm and a leg. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're it, making a huge profit from it. it it's, that's why everyone says a prelim's like a grand final for most clubs because that's where all your supporters are. As soon as a grand final, it's either... Which is why I actually think Collingwood supporters might be outnumbered on the weekend because I think a lot of neutrals are going to go and they're going to go for Brisbane. Um, because everyone, nobody wants Collingwood to win except for Collingwood supporters. Maybe Dan. Be interesting uh, to see. It's, I'll be cheering on the pies. I'm not going to lie, nah. but mm. yeah, nah. I'll cheer on pies on. No, nah. so joke. The EPL do. <laughs> 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 
and fuck Hollywood go the line. So let's all roll right, into the grand final anyway. What are we all going roosters. for? <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that guy, man. The granny. I'm going to say... I'm going to go t- for a pie. Hey, answer win. before... Hey, um, before you start, go the team. Who's going to win? And How much by? Norm Smith. So who gets the best on ground medal? And Ad, you're uh, going to put right. this on Insta, aren't you? I can. Um, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Pies win, and I'm going to go. Pies by seven. Seven point. And Norm and Smith round. I'll. Uh, I'll do my Norm Smith in a minute. Let me, uh, uh, let me make my mind up. I've got a, I've got a few names in my head. Let me yeah. let me just decide. Chris, you can't Google it. I'm can't not Google it. <laughs> Go, Chris. Can't be checking the stats now. Can't be checking the stats. Give us your give us your medalist. Come on, get off your phone. What? I mean, the get obvious thing is, is... <laughs> get off your phone. I'm not looking at stats. I'm just looking at team sheet. Well, not even team sheet. Just players. Just no players. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go for a Collingwood player for sure. All right, yeah, go on. you go while while bloody Mr. Take a lot there decides <laughs> to analyze every statistic. Just let me fucking decide. Over the last oh, man. Hurry up. Hurry up whilst I Google the players. <laughs> well then. Ads, do you want to go, mate, while we're waiting for Keenan? Yeah, I'll go. If he starts, Jack Ginnivan. Oh, if, okay. if he All starts. Right. Okay. But... All right. Yeah, okay. Go, Chris. Um, I'm going to go Brisbane to win by... Just Sarah. sit with your balance. <laughs> no, I you. said I'll support them, but I'm being realistic. I'm going to say Brisbane right. to win. Uh, yep. Neil, Neil Leachy got that from the Who? download last night. Is it not Leachy? Neil? Leachy? Is Neil? Neil? Lockie, yeah, whatever Neil. his name is. That's <laughs> Lockie? Jesus Leachy Christ. Neil. What's his name? Leachy. Lockie. 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 Well, it is how he's paralyzed. No, no, he's got Leachy. <laughs> Leachy. All right. And how much are they going to win by? <laughs> oh, fuck. 20. All right. Done. Oh, yeah, right. Convincing. I, I right. thought they, I swear I had Leachy on the brown low last night. Yeah, yeah but you were 10 down, so. All right. Add- I'll, go, I'll go Pies, and I reckon they'll win by five points. And I reckon number two, Jordan Degoe. The gooey. He's in form. He's in form. Good shout. He is in form. Good shout. The gooey. I thought about him, but I reckon he's just going to... I reckon he's going to have a nice like, game. Mate, like Charlie's another game, Martin, mate. He steps up. Go on, Josh. Yeah. And like um, Charlie. <laughs> I'm going to go... <laughs> Shut up, dickhead. <laughs> I'm going to go Brisbane by 16 points. And I'm going to go Zach Bailey to win the Norm I think I think nice. Zach is going to have a big game. So, very nice. All to it. Very nice. All right, lads. I'll put that up. Beautiful. Let's get into um. Let's get into Leachy's Brownlow. By the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. What do we think, lads? What do we think? Oh, hey, Ash. Can you just tell me who Nostradamus called this about what twelve weeks ago? Who who did Nostradamus win the Brownlow? Did we write this down or not? Oh, I don't. You did. Your hand up. I said to you that Lockie Neal would win the Brownlow. Hey, no, 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 no. I agree. No, no, no. I agree. I remember sitting at Chris's on his couch and you were like, I've done all the stats. 
I reckon Lockie Neal will win the Brownlow. And I was like, you're full of shit. So I agree. I should have listened to you. I would have won a bit more money. The man knows it all. So apologies, mate. I did call you a Balland at the time, but... Should put some money on it. Mate, Brisbane... He was paying 12 bucks to start and went down to short odds real quick. So What you got to think, right, it's an umpire's award. So the umpires look for players that stand out without being heightest. When they see this little midget wearing number nine running around getting 30 touches, balking off six six foot ten blokes, he's going to get noticed. He gets noticed. He's pretty good. He's clean. He kicks goals. He tackles. He <clears throat> is good on the inside. He's good on the outside. Bit like an all-round porn star. He's good everywhere. So, so he, was, he was always uh, going to win it. So apparently he gets noticed in round six for having 20 disposals and getting three votes. Yeah. So what you're saying must be true because how the fuck can you have 20 disposals, no impact on the game, Charlie Cameron comes out and kicks seven and he gets the two and Leachy Neal gets the three. How Leachy? does that happen? Uh, Leachy Neal. That's because your umpires make the votes. Thank that's you, Christopher. Yeah. Thank you. They shouldn't that's be. That's right. How are they meant to remember? They can't even officiate the game properly. So how are they meant to vote? Players, there you go. Players I've, I've should got be a... making the votes. Yeah, either the players should be making the votes or do what the <clears> F1 does. Like during the races, you can go online and do the driver of the day and it's it's public based. And what mm-hmm. it will go on like a voting system. You just you just poll for your favorite players and the top the three, only, there you go, there's your point. Disagree. Yeah. The only thing with the vote base that you're saying there, Dan, is obviously Collingwood have more fans than North Melbourne. So No, no, no. Everyone. The whole the whole of Australia. Yes, yeah, so you're saying open world. up to, but nah. again, still, Coin would have more of a fan base this, than other teams, so it's a little bit unfair that way. Anyone but the umpire. Yeah, I believe I agree. What Anyone they but should the do is grab someone like Chris, who knows fuck all about the game, educate him, mm-hmm. grab people that are non-biased towards the game, teach them about the game, a panel of six or seven people, and say, right, you don't know any of these clubs, you don't know any of these players, you don't have a team to support. All your job is we're going to pay you thirty grand a year. We want you to sit down and watch every game and give you three, two, one. Which player do you think? Because there's bias everywhere. Everyone that votes, the umpires have bias. Yeah, it's if a the big... AFL are listening. Sign me up. I'll do it, mate. You know, <laughs> grand a year. You know, a backman's never won the Brownlow Medal ever. They never will. They never will. It's a midfielders award. So there's a yeah. there's a there's an award for the forwards. It's a Coleman. There's a ward for the for the midfielders, the Brownlow, the, the backmen get nothing. We we were talking about this earlier, Chris. Literally today yeah. on the way home, we were, we were talking about how it compares to the Ballon d'Or, and there needs to be a defenders award, like like you said, Joshua Backman. And there need there needs to be something, the most goals prevented or something like that. I, I don't know. So how many goalkeepers yeah. have ever won the Ballon d'Or off off the top of your top of your head? Zero, mm-hmm. I think. So is that? I mean, Courtois was very close to winning. He it was a couple, actually a couple of years yeah. ago, very close. But the backmen yeah. don't even get anywhere near close enough. Yeah, but they he barely was, even get votes. He's the, he honestly he's the the closest goalkeeper I've ever known to nearly win the uh, the Ballon d'Or, and he said and, Brownlow then, um, <laughs> yeah, because he's nearly single handedly won them the Champions League, and I think it does go on to Champions League, but. What me and Dan were talking about earlier is you do get, by the way, you do get other awards in the Ballon d'Or. So you get the yeah. the best striker and stuff like that. It's the Ballon d'Or that is like the head and shoulders above the rest. But yeah, for, I mean, the Brownlow doesn't have any other award, right? Other than the Brownlow. No, it does. It has mark of the year and goal of the year, but that's it. 
So that's it. Na- so nothing. Irrelevant. Nothing so the, your defenders, like, yeah. they've got nothing Again. to aspire to. No. <laughs> like, what have they got to achieve in, in the year? Like, there's no, there's no, you know, defender of the year. Like, your defenders should, are your fucking best players sometimes. Like, they should just be called a midfield or award for the brand, though. Because that's all it is. That's all it will ever be. It's kicking goals, yeah. But, I, you know, someone that saves goals, as in, like, defends and intercepts and stuff like that is just as good as your, your and this I think it's across all sports that you know the guy that scores the goals gets all the praise correct so you go to a correct. park right you go to a park and they're playing mini mini soccer mini football mini AFL whatever how many little kids are jumping around saying oh I want to play at left back I want to be a center. I want to be like Gary Neville <laughs> <laughs> well nobody wants I'm that a, but honestly I'm assuming think, he's a backman yeah yeah, he's, he's Backman. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Backman in the ice hockey. Jamie, yeah. Jamie Carragher said it. He was like, no one wants to be a Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? As much of a flogger Gary Carragher is, he could not be any more accurate. Gary yeah, Neville true. is a royal... You get thrown into being a defender because you're either too slow to be an attacker or you lack the agility and skill to be an attacker. Or, so you go, oh, or, you, or you're just good at clattering people in the <laughs> yeah, tackle. Yeah, you're good at that, yeah. 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 Defenders are crucial, man. Is it not the most heading the ball. important position? Like, is- you can't head a ball. I cannot head a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's the most important position. And Dan, FYI, you can't... I came and watched you play football twice, and I reckon, yeah. you, I reckon you had a fresh area a couple of times with the header. <laughs> Oh, a couple, yeah. I'm not not saying I'm I'm no. That's because his head's smaller than the average. Yeah, human. no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> playing, playing at playing at centre back, and I'm five foot eight. That makes sense, <laughs> it? it does look five like that. Makes, that makes perfect sense. On your tippy toes, though. Yeah, playing against strikers that are six foot three. Like, well, I know how this is going to go. Mate, Carl, uh, Carlos Puel, one of the best defenders in the world, five foot nine. That's tall for an Englishman. He must have been a giant over there. Ca- Carlos no, Puel is Spanish. Carlos Puel. <laughs> oh, sorry, is it not? Are you sure it's English not name. Carlos Puel? Like it's Lockie, sorry, Leachy Neal? Leachy Neal. <laughs> see, you, see, you nearly made the mistake as well. Yeah. It yeah, looks like, like Leachy to me. Lockie, there's... How many ways can you spell Lockie? <laughs> I've never seen anyone spell Lockie that way. It's Where's a lot from? more accurate than Leachy. I don't Where's know how you from? got Leachy. Where's he from? <laughs> WA, Perth. Actually, oh, that explains go. it. No, that explains mm. a lot. That explains it, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'm surprised. Well, Brownlow. Country the, boy. The, the Brownlow's good, yeah. Like, I, I didn't mind watching it, but fuck me, it drags. <laughs> yeah, like, it drags. Like, but I was, like, look, it's, it's the first time I've watched it, right? I've, I've been here for nearly six years now. It's the first time I've watched it. And I, like, it was fine, like, seeing all the build-ups, seeing all the players come in and all that. And then it was just like, right, the, the vote's coming by Armaguard. That, that was that was the first thing that made me laugh. Imagine if you was a robber and you robbed that thing and you were like, we're in here, boys. We're millionaires. And you open it up and it's a fucking box of votes. Can you imagine that? Well, then you'd, you'd go and do a lot of punting, wouldn't you? I'll tell you what yeah. you want. You want so Ricky Gervais. Money. You want Ricky Gervais to host the Brownlow. Yeah. All I'm saying is, like, look, they, they do one round at a time with about 50 breaks in between. Why don't they just get up there and go, welcome to the Brownlow ceremony? Where and the winner going? is. How there boring, though, Say four hours. <laughs> How boring. But it's, that's, it's not that's boring. what the night yeah. of night is, mate. Like, that's, everyone knows what it is. But they go like through it, every game. Yeah, every they do. Every single and that, and that, game. Yeah, they do. But, like, it's so fascinating. Like, when 
I'm bringing it back to my local footy now, but like when we went and done presentation night, we don't go through the whole rounds. We just do the last five rounds. And I'm like, this is shit. I want the whole rounds. I want every round. I want to know when I got votes, who's got votes. Which which wouldn't have been very often. Just put it up Mm, on a slideshow. Yeah, yeah. Not often, but... Mate, your team used to average one goal every seven games. (laughs) I'm not talking about my team. For me, it just went on too long. Like, why are you reviewing every game? Come on, man. Like, just get out. Just get out the stats. Agreed. Get out the. Just bringing the stats up, saying, "Oh, right, this person won this many votes for this game." Blah blah blah. Not like Melbourne versus Sydney, week one, and then go. <laughs> like uh, the Brisbane, yeah. late nil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, three yeah, votes. It dragged. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I fell asleep yeah. at round fourteen. The NRL yeah. did. Yeah. The yeah. NRL do have the best system, right, for their Clive Churchill medal. They they pretty much release the votes to the public up until round 15. The last That's eight it. rounds after round 15 are a mystery. So when they have their Clive Churchill medal, they do each game, but only from round 15 onwards, which yeah. means that it's exciting because there's only eight rounds <clears> and each game's important. They don't do every yeah. game. Similar so, to what I was saying earlier, the local league. That's what they have to do. Yeah. And yeah, the nice. Ballon d'Or goes to all the players. Every player that is signed to a professional club gets a vote on the Ballon d'Or. There you go. Yeah. I didn't know that, yeah. Not the bloody umpires, not the refs, wankers. <laughs> all right, let's move on anyway. All right. Let's move on to F1. Let's move on to the Formula One, yeah. Japanese Grand Prix. Who watched that? I did. Yeah, the boys. That Japan. 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 Adam's favourite track. Japan. Yeah, dogs. That's a bloody good note from this as well. I'm happy. Um, so I was sitting there and I'm like, how long until someone says Japan? Japan. Not very long. Yes, Straight, away. Yeah. Straight away. <laughs> All right, Josh, go on. You said you've got some uh, some notes. Do you want to uh, start? I do. So this is for you too, Ad. You know nothing, I'm assuming. So if we go to Chris. Oh, you rinse it. Yeah. I actually know um, a little bit more than nothing. So I'm Not a much big, more, but a little bit. I'm a big Fernando fan. Firstly, congratulations to Oscar Piastri, though. Love you. But Fernando Alonso, I was listening to him over... Um, while he was driving into his team principal, he said the following: "You throw me, you throw me out to the lions." Yes, and they were talking mm. about it being a switch from softs to hards, even against his own will. Why would he have said that? And did he have a point? Because I don't know enough of this about the sport to to comment on that. But I do know that I do like Fernando. So, um, <clears throat> look, I can see why they changed him to the. To the hards, everyone was changing. To the I hards. mean, I mean, look, you've got to look at the track, right? Like, obviously, the the compound of tire isn't the same each week. Pirelli have a grade from C zero to C five, five being the softest, zero being the hardest, right? And it changes per track. So one week the softest tire might be the C five, and the following week the softest tire might be the C three. They can vary it from there, right? So first of all, tires are not the same week in week out. So. Take Japan as, 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 as a whole, as the track. It's very hot. The surface is very coarse. It's a fast track. So tyre degradation, deg, I can't even say the word, deg, degradation, tyre degradation is very, very fast. It happens very, very quick. So the soft tyre does not last very long. So this, if you want to use the soft tyre, You've got to make places up before you before you change. And to be honest, Fernando didn't have a bad race. Let's be honest. 
if we look at where he finished, so Alonso finished eighth, right? I don't really see why he said what he said. Okay. I, d- I, I, was, I can't. Um, he got overtook and then he, I think got overtook twice, didn't he? When he changed over to hard <clears throat> and then he sent the message to his team. And we were watching it at the same time. I was thinking, why is he saying that? Mm. I thought it was something to do with, uh, I don't know. I, can't, I, I don't even know why he said it. He qualified 10th. He made up two places. That's that's decent. That's, that's all right. It's poor, that's it's poor for Alonso, to be honest. I thought like you expect him to do a bit more on that circuit anyway. Mm, yeah, but I, th- I don't know if the Aston Martin is built for that circuit, to to be honest. It's got pace. It's got good pace. Has so it, though? It had, a good, it had a good pace at the start of the season, but now everyone's upgraded their car. Look at McLaren. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, McLaren's a different story. Like, like we were saying the other day, if Verstappen wasn't running away with it, Lando Norris would have been running away with it. 15 seconds ahead. Yeah, very true. So, very true. McLaren is ridiculously um, overpowered at the minute. I mean, that, when you say overpowered. They've just utilised their upgrades very well. Very well. That came to yeah. my next question. Once again, for you two, right? Yep. I was reading something very interesting, listening to a podcast, and a lot of the experts now are talking about McLaren actually being the rising challenger to Red Bull and will be ahead of Ferrari, not just now, but consistently next season. They're almost anticipating that next season McLaren will be the number two team. What do you two think? Nah. I don't think they'll be the number two. Because I think Mercedes are going to come back. Mercedes need come to back. come. They need to come second to get, I to mean, get a decent prize pool. George's one-stop strategy was stupid. It worked for a while, but but you know it wasn't going to work. Like, come on, because it's we Japan. Were, yeah, we were talking about it, and we were going. He's going for a one-stop strategy, and back of my mind went, "That's not going to work." Because McLaren and that are going to do two stops. And they're just going to overtake him with the fresher tyres. Everyone's going to overtake him with the fresher tyres. Science overtook course, him. Yeah. Hamilton overtook I mean, Hamilton struggled to overtake him. Yeah. Which I still don't get. Mm. I mean, what they should have done is they should have done the Carlos Science thing, like George said, and let, and give each other DRS to keep him at bay and then he, do on the last lap. They tried that very momentarily. If you watch kind yeah. of coming, back, coming around the spoon, I think it was. They mm. they tried that and it just it didn't work. That only no. I guess that can only work on a tight circuit like Singapore. Yeah, and w- and when you're in front. Yeah. So I I, I generally don't think that um, Mercedes races a team. Like, when was the last time you know? Like, you look at who do you look at? Sort of Piastri and Lando. I mean, I, I know they did go for it in this race. They went neck and neck for a little bit, but Lando was like, "What's he doing?" Yeah, like, well, Lando had more pace, and they Lando said, "We, you need to swap the cars," and they did. Yeah, that's that's team racing. Look at them; they yeah. both got podium. If if not, if Lando was just stuck behind Piastri, then whoever was behind him at the time, maybe Leclerc. Yeah, like George should have let Hamilton go the 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 minute he got up of his ass. Yeah, just let him the through. The minute he got there, let him through because you've ha- only stopped once, you muppet. Yeah, like you haven't got the tires. You're only slowing your teammate down, and he slowed his teammate down enough for Science to catch him up, or only by a second, but yeah. enough for him to be up um, George's ass as soon as he gave is him the that, back. 
is that just some sort of like an ego thing to be like? George has got a massive ego, I think. Mm. See, I don't think he does. Like, I think he does. He he gives off this fake persona that he doesn't, but I think he does. When he's in that car, remember when he crashed into Bottas and he was like, what's he doing? It was like, mate, you overtook him and you crashed into Bottas. Yeah. When yeah. he was in the Williams. All drivers do that, though. They crash and yeah, but their fault. He does it all the time. He does it all the time. I, I think mm. he's got an ego when he gets in the car, which you should you should have an ego. Every sportsman should have an ego. Um, to but a just extent. Play. Yeah, to a certain extent. But when it comes so, to the detriment of your team, no. 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 Yeah, let Hamilton pass. Sorry, and let Hamilton pass. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned Piastri because that was one of the things that I was listening when I was listening to McLaren's review of the race. They said, as soon as um as soon as Norris got out of the car, the first thing he did was went over to Piastri, gave him a hug and said thanks, because he did what the team needed him to do. Yeah. Because he knew he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna finish second and he only would have held up Norris even further. So I believe without knowing what you call it, but he let him through, is that correct? Yeah, he let him through. He did yeah. um, and then McLaren finished two second and third. But if that was Credit Thompson and um Russell and Russell didn't let him through. Would they have finished two and three still or not? Probably not. No, whoever was fourth. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah, you're right. But you, you run the risk of that. Whoever was in fourth, the car that was in fourth, then coming up close enough to get DRS to then yeah put a threat on both of the McLarens, you know? So, yeah. I reckon, um, well, I mean, look, Max can win the championship next race. Yeah, he can win it in the he can win it in the sprint race. Yeah, in the sprint. Yeah, if he, win, if he wins the sprint, I'm pretty sure he wins. How like, boring is what? Like, anyway. we, we said we said we watched the race and not once did they pan the camera to Max Verstappen. I didn't even see him. He's 15 seconds or whatever, 30 seconds ahead. He could have pit, he pitted and still was ahead by seven eight seconds. Like it yeah. is such a boring. It's like a, a given race. First. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah. Who's yeah. getting second and third? Who who's the exciting part of second and third? <laughs> this there is, is yeah, exactly. It's about the fight. It's about the actual racing that's going on. Re- like Correct. one car running away with it isn't racing. It's not racing. And we no, don't even not. see him. Like the cameras don't even show it because they're like, <laughs> What what should we do? Should we pan on Max Verstappen? No, what's the point? Because there's no one anywhere close to him, it's just him driving on his own. Yeah. Mm. Like how exciting was it last week in Singapore? So much so we did a bonus episode on it. Yeah. So, if you haven't listened to that yet, by the way, and you are a fan of the Formula One, go listen to that bonus episode. We uh, you know break, you two, break down that race. It was good. You know what you two can do a bonus episode on for all of us, including me? A, a loaded question here. Is what do the F1 have in place to not ensure that it's not compromised, to ensure that there's not one dominant team all the time? Is there any place no, the no, lowest thing or is it? No. This is the Formula One. I think the only thing that the, the lower teams cap. get, oh, you get cost cap, right? But the thing that the lowest team gets is more wind tunnel time the following year. Don't the, yeah. So the, the, the team that wins gets the least amount of wind tunnel time. Yeah. And the team and, that comes bottom gets the most. And that clearly. Yeah, but is, that a, is that a big enough change like, no, to help look them? At no, Mercedes right. got eight titles in a row. Yeah. And Red Bull are going to probably do the same. So. Well, they got four titles in a row, Red Bull, and then it changed. So it changed, yeah. people will wise up to what Red Bull are doing. They'll copy the car, just like, um, uh, <clears throat> blah, 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 can't remember the car, 
the pink one. Uh, that copied Ford, Mercedes. That was, the pink car that was Force India at the time. No, not Force India. Not Force India. Anyway, uh, they came out and pretty much bought the rights to the old uh, W13 Mercedes. And, and when they brought it out on track, I think it was only two years ago that they were the like, that's Mercedes. Team. Yeah, it was BWT or whatever it was now. Oh, BWT. Yeah, basically Alpine. Alpine, yeah. They were pink, yeah. They came out with a pretty much replica Mercedes. So people will copy the Red Bull. They'll do what they can. Um, but you, you'll see that your McLaren, your Mercedes, they'll come back. I hope so. But it's boring at the minute. I'm, I'm just hurry up and just win the championship, will you? I mean, it was it was a good race in terms of the rest of the field, though. You've got to admit that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a it was a pretty shake up to be honest. The Ferraris are back up there, fourth and sixth. That that yeah. was good. That was good to see them mm. do well. To be fair, it's shame about Mercedes. If I, I feel like if Russell had have pitted again, maybe for mediums or again another set of hards, maybe we would have seen seen him challenge for the podium. I did have a little uh, little multi on that race of Verstappen, Norris, and Russell, and at one point it was that order with about mm-hmm. twenty odd laps to go, and I was like, "Oh, go on." <laughs> Yeah, so 20 odd laps later, you're like, nah. yeah, and then Russell just went <laughs> down and down. I was like, oh, okay, okay, Bell end. yeah, Bell oh, end. good race, though. I enjoyed it. Um, oh, well, do you want to touch on um, the absolute farce of uh, Perez um, serving his five second penalty? Oh, uh, don't, Josh, did you see this? Because I feel like you'd have something to say if you knew about it. I, I actually didn't, no, no, right. So, like Chris said, Perez got a five-second time penalty, right? Um, and I think that was for overtaking a car whilst coming into the pit lane, I think. I think that's what it was for. Or it was ahead of a car whilst coming to a pit lane. Uh, that yeah, was for one of them anyway. It. Then he got another five-second time penalty for ramming, ramming, ramming into the side of Magnussen. So, anyway, he fucked his car that much. He DNF'd, right? Red Bull told him to to retire the car. So he came into the garage, retired the car, got out. They did what they needed to do. Red Bull found a loophole in the FIA rules to say that um, the stewards may carry the five-second time penalty onto next week's race. So rather than risk that, Red Bull sent Perez back out. He was down about 10 15 laps, something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, he was down a lot of laps and he came back out, drove around the circuit once, came in, served the five second time penalty, went back out and then retired the car again. How is that in any way, shape or form fair? Bloody smart though. No, it's, it's smart. It's smart, but how is that fair? How are you serving a time penalty? You've already retired the car. You've lost. You're going to get it, zero points. Was it a hazard as well? Was he going at a normal speed or was he going? Yeah. Just... Yeah, no, no. Like just went round. But I mean, yeah, okay. the fact that he came back out to serve the time penalty, that's bollocks. You should not be allowed to do that. No. As soon as you mean... DNF, as soon as you DNF, that's it. If you've, if you've, it should be a thing where you've gone right with DNF the car. Yeah, Maybe whatever. Cool. That's not it. allowed back on track. Yeah, yeah, whatever penalties you are carrying, tough shit. The day of Because who knows? Well, I don't know. 
Dark don't know, but if you could bring if you could bring your car back on, out onto a track, say that you've got your cars out, he could win the championship, but there's a guy out in front of him. You could strategically bring out your car after you've DNF'd in front of the first place to deliberately slow him down for yep. your guy to, to catch up and to overtake. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and to catch up and overtake. Uh, you, your team would get fined and that the driver who made the incursion would probably get um, all sorts of penalties and fines, but you would have won the championship. So, yeah, if you're DNF'd, you're DNF'd. You shouldn't be allowed back on, back no, on you the, the track. Once you've retired the car, that's it. Yeah. Agreed. You shouldn't be allowed back out. I, I think that's I, fair. I guarantee you the FIA change the rules. Like, maybe maybe next year, like, whatever. I bet they will change, change the rules now. Change the rules to what you're saying? As in to say they won't. Once you've DNF'd, you are not allowed to... Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm just... Let your car back out, or you're not allowed to serve that time penalty after you've DNF'd, because there's no disadvantage there. You're actually gaining an advantage by letting your car go back out and serve a penalty. That's rewarding the team. And I I guarantee that if that was any other team, the FIA would have gone, no, no way. But because it's Red Bull, and they love Max Verstappen, and because Red Bull were going to win the Constructors' Championship... Why penalise them? Christian Horner licks whole as well. That's why. <laughs> I reckon he does. <laughs> um, st- staying on Red Bull, um, the the lead Verstappen had over Piastri in qualifying, so that was 0.581 second advantage over Piastri, is the largest pole margin at Suzuka since Rubens Barrichello in 2003. Can't believe there's, mm, there you go. Yeah, good, good little stat. Yeah, um, awesome. the Aussie second, third. Yeah, mate. Oh, boy, yeah. I, was, mate. I was happy for him. To be fair, I was happy Shut for him. Gosh. He deserves it in his first season. Tell you're you just what. not happy, are you, Chris? He, he Aussie does well, and you're just like, nah, fuck him. Unfortunately, Andrew's resigned today, but I've got your deportation letter ready. I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the antagonist. <laughs> I'm you're the antagonist the, uh, here. You're the racist. And then, and then I'm the only the nerve, citizen. And then has the nerve to be like, why aren't we getting sponsored, lads? What, what's what's <laughs> yeah. going on here? Because <laughs> we're only bloody 14 episodes in, that's why. Uh, and we've got I, shit well, webcams. I've, I've got a question for you all. <laughs> is, is Max Verstappen going to be the most successful driver we've ever seen in Formula One? Uh, it's a long way to go. He's only won one so far. He's on for his second. He's got you six more, He's got five more to go. This is his third title, mate. Next week, is it his third? I thought it was his second. Third. He he won. He won the second ah, last you're year right. at yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's right. His yeah. third title. All right, third All right. title. Uh, probably. He's young enough, isn't he? So, I don't know if he'll be the most successful, but he'll be the most fucking boring bloody winner they have. He'll be the biggest tool yeah. of all. Oh. So get- like we, everyone talks about Senna and um, like the rivalry, Senna um, and Prost, uh, and Prost and Schumacher, and can't remember the other guy's name, but there was <laughs> another guy. <laughs> there was oh, shit pronouncing names, but uh, no one will recognise a rivalry with Verstappen. Like yeah. there, yeah. there isn't one. It's there boring. One. It is boring. Yeah. You, I mean- he will be known as the most boring F1 champion ever. Yeah, I mean, the, the rivalry between Max and Hamilton in 2019 when he first won it. Was it 2019 yeah. or 2020? I can't. 
2020, I think it was. I don't really care that much. No, 20, yeah, 2020. Yeah. But but that's what we're saying here. Like, Dan, you're automatically just gone, I don't really care that much. Like, that's what he's going to be known for. Yeah. Exactly. Boring no champion. Cares, oh, we don't yeah. really care. Fuck it. So, don't worry about it. So, okay. get this, so get this right. If Max Verstappen carries on his current rate of dominance for the next four to five years, averaging about 12 to 13 race, race wins a season, he will overtake Lewis Hamilton's most Grand Prix race wins all before his 30th birthday. Wow. That's nuts. Mm. That's nuts. Like you've, he's a great driver. Don't get me wrong. He's a great driver. And I said this to the missus when we were sitting there watching the Japanese Grand Prix and I just went, how about the following year in Formula One, how about the best driver? So the winner gets put in the shittest car. You just swap yep. the drivers around. I wonder how that would work. Is it? It Not wouldn't happen. No, because then you'd have Logan Sargent. That's like the draft, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have Logan Sargent in a Red Bull just smashing it into walls every week. <laughs> <laughs> just costing but the team, just hemorrhaging of money. It will never happen, but at least you'll be able to see how good of a driver he actually is. But if surely that, less... wouldn't, that, wouldn't that make the sport a little bit more exciting? Yeah. yeah and obviously. I, and but... then I thought, but what about if you kept the teams, kept the drivers, but if you win... You get the least amount of money for next year. Let's see how good you really are. Give those bottom teams for upgrades all the money. Like... Yeah, they've get, they've given them the one thing that really doesn't matter that much is the wind tunnel time. Is money? Oh, they don't just, need money. Just, you don't get any more wind tunnel time next year. Yeah. They're just like we don't. We'll just keep. We'll just keep the same car then. Yeah, You're being a bad need, boy. Don't need, don't need yeah, it. Try it. Yeah. Oh well. <clears throat> anyway, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Max Verstappen wins next week. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Can't wait. Yay. Can't wait to see that. Credit to him though. But, yeah. All right, let's uh let's move on to a bit of a bit of rugby union. And I I, I want to start again. I know I've started three weeks on the trot with the rugby union. And I'm really sorry if my pronunciation to anyone that's listening, I I'm really sorry if I butcher this, but it's mainly for Josh and Adam, and that's Korsok Ikuro. Do you know what that means? You even you even pronounced pronunciation wrong. Did I? It's a pronunciation. Um, <laughs> pronunciation, pronunciation. Anyway, my, 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 my point is, shut the fuck up. Do you know what I just said? <laughs> I do. What, what did I just say? It means England's going to claim us of one of our own like they've done with South Africa, <laughs> India, Australia, and any other country that does well because we're shit. Is that what so, it means? Welsh? Kosaki is Welsh for you got battered. That's what that means. <laughs> well said. 40 to 6, boys. You's got battered. I mean, it was expected. It was, yeah. It was. Don't act like we were going to win. We were never going to win. <laughs> no, you were never going to win because the no. Welsh are fine. We said this last week. Yeah, yeah. That's what we said last week. Yeah, Wales are firing. They shag them, you eat them. <laughs> you, know, you know what I like watching most about the Wallabies is Eddie Jones's cowboy hat. He, he runs a different hat each game. It's gross. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> he's off to yeah. Japan next year anyway, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of rumour he's, he's done. Mate, the Aussie media is the worst of all time. That if, if we don't do well, they turn on the coach within yep. a split second. I think, that's, I think that's everywhere, mate. It's just a, that's the thing. But, but anyway, enough of Australia. Let's talk about England. So 72. Oh, 71 nil. 
Hey. 70, 71, sorry, yeah. yeah. you got to stop there. You can't talk. How have you got New Zealand, uh, England as your talking point? How is Ireland not your talking point? I'm right getting through? Well, I'm we're getting, getting there. there. We'll get Fuck there, England yeah. Off. Getting Fuck there. Off. Well, you can't, there. mate. A 72, 71, what? 71, nothing. nil. 71, nothing. 71? <laughs> a 71, nothing score. A runder with five tries. Mate, you've got to give them their credit where credit's due. I mean... I mean, come on, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, give the head, the bear. you know, I don't want to poke the bear too much. It is chilly. They are the lowest ranked team in the competition. Australia. But they still qualified. That's all that matters. They're still in the World Cup. But we, we managed that win all without no George Ford, no Atelier, no Jamie. Did Ford, Owen Farrell no, was back though. No Courtney Laws, but Owen Farrell was back. Yeah. I think for some game time, but yeah, I'd let's acknowledge Harry Aaron, do I? Yeah, five tries, five tries. Yeah, good on him. That's a fair effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was easy, like they're chilly, our crap. Yeah, they are. They, they are crap. So I don't really need to say anything. Not as bad as Australia, though. So can we, I can, I can You're only spot. good at the shit sports. Shut up. You're Shut only up. good at the shit sports. Can we summarise <laughs> the two nations up, all right? Australia, do bad. See you later. England, do okay. We'll see Josh, you you're so cut. Can, can we? Can we talk about the frog? Can we talk about the frog legs because I've loved watching them play, and France. also Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, my three teams, and I want you boys to talk about them more. Mm. The three teams I've enjoyed watching the most this World Cup are France, Italy, and Ireland. See, see, honestly, like when their team's not doing well, well, we just won't talk about it. We'll just move on to them. We will, we will, we will. We, Wallabies are shit. I don't know anything about rugby union. My mate at work, Bart's a massive rugby union fan. Shout out, Bart. And his post was literally <laughs> Wallabies. Wow. Shit again. This is <laughs> this is the new normal. Yeah. Some, don't talk about shit. There's no there's no point. They're crap. I, they don't deserve to be spoken about. It's a waste of time. The, the rugby world cup in, well. in whole lacks quality. Like yeah, it does. It's it's a poor competition. If I'm honest, it's a great competition, but it's also a very poor competition. Like how many teams have you got that are decent in it? Ten. Not even. Ten, not even that. Like it's it's the same teams that run away with it every year. It's New Zealand, South Africa, or give or take, it's, yeah. it's, or, or England usually. Well, New Zealand look like they're struggling. To be honest, they may not qualify. So, you you say that right? So my question to you is because you're saying that it sounds very similar to the Cricket World Cup. There's only ever four or five countries that can can win it. But if I read out these teams, I just want you to give me an honest answer. Can that? So not will they win it? Can they win it? So not will they or they might, just can they? Are they a chance? Yeah, yeah. Do you give England a chance? No. No, no. no. So I che- No, but I'm just saying like... A- no. No, okay. No. Do you think no. New Zealand are a chance to win it? Not this year. No. I think they're maybe th- the fourth favourite. Do you favorite, think Italy no. a chance to win it? No. No. Do you think France are? Yes. yes. South Africa? Yes. Yes. Ireland. Yes. Wales. After their performance. No. No. So the team... Wales could do it. Wales could do it, actually. And they England, could. I think England... But more no than yes. My question to you is why can't England do it? Though? England haven't played anyone decent yet. We've played Japan. 
we've played Chile <laughs> and we've played uh la 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 la, la. um Fuck knows who the Argentina, was. Argentina, Argentina. That's our and biggest test. Argentina was our biggest test. Um, we haven't been tested yet. We get tested, we'll get walked all over, guaranteed. Are you sure about? But is that the <clears throat> pessimist in you? Like for me, if I was going to speak about the Wallabies, I would, which is would come through, I would say they're going to get battered, which they do. But you got to say England are a chance. They're going to fin- They're going to make the knockout stage. Yeah, so they're going to make. Yeah, they're going to make. They'll make the knockout stage. They might do. The thing is, England always turn up in a World Cup, but I like. I can't base it off of our recent uh, performances. I can't base what we're going to do in the knockout to Chile or to yeah. Japan. Like Japan are not a bad team, but they're just not. It's not really been. You a haven't test come yet. up. Yeah, you haven't come up anyone against anyone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, Ireland and and. Um, France are probably the two most impressive teams so far. And they're going to meet each other, I believe, in the second round of the knockout stage, given where they are yeah. or something like that. So one of those teams is going to have to knock, knock another one out. So does it not come down to the pathway a team's given as well? Of like, course it does, yeah. Like, I, you know, I actually think Italy will beat New Zealand next game. And I actually think Italy will finish yeah. second in their pool and New Zealand will finish third. Um, I, can't, I can't see Italy beating New Zealand. I reckon I reckon the Kiwis will do it. Oh, based off what though? Based off they win it. I just think gut instinct, mate. I just I just think they'll do it. I'm just gonna have a look at Italy's performance so far, actually, while you're talking about that. All right. Why why should do that? France is just quickly touch on that because that'd be a quick talking point. Ninety six nil. That's huge, mate. Yeah, I mean, massive, it's, isn't it? it's Manibia. Nip. Yeah, exactly. Like, surely there's going to be a mercy rule, mate. Like, you can't be having 96 0. That's bullshit. Like, that's ridiculous. A mercy rule. Talk about mercy rules, mate. We just won 24 2 at five aside. Yeah, I heard you earlier 20, talking about that. 24 2. And I was almost thinking, I was like, we got to like 15, and I was like, oh, I might as well carry on. I, I felt I've bad. Had my fair like, share of being pumped. Don't get me wrong. But fuck me, there needs to be a mercy rule, mate. There's nothing more yeah, fucking correct. stupid than being 150 points or 24 to 2 and still lining up knowing that you're not going to fucking touch the ball. Haven't you got yeah. a safety word with your missus when you're getting pumped? Pineapple! 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 <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs> Malibu! 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 <laughs> Look at those whips and that he's got behind him and he's hanging off. He's, <laughs> he's asking for deeper, aren't Hey, hun, we need a new word. No more Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be sitting out there, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why is he saying the safety word? <laughs> she comes running in with a rip. Whip. Like, I reckon you'd anyway. love it. Too, I reckon. Love it. Love it. Anyway. No. Anyway. Comment. Keep going. All right. Yeah, so, <laughs> Go on, did you want to say something about Italy? I do. So New Zealand and Italy very have a very similar win-loss record. So um, New Zealand... Lost to France, obviously. New Zealand played Namibia. It was seventy-one to three, and Italy played Namibia, and it was fifty-two to eight. So, I don't know. I just got this feeling Italy going to beat them. I don't. I don't know why. It's not based off a lot. Probably more hope than anything. But I mean, um, I'd so love to did see. You, it, but... Did you uh, say Italy wins their second and New Zealand a third? Italy said second base. Yeah, so it's a big game. No, because Italy haven't played France yet, have they? No, so Italy still have to play. Oh France. yeah, 
yeah, which yeah, they'll yeah. lose. Which they'll lose. So France yeah, yeah. aren't losing a game, obviously. Very unlikely. Um, so any, New Zealand can happen, still though. go through anywhere. More than anything likely. can happen in football, not in rugby. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's, it's very unlikely in rugby. It's more unlikely in rugby, yeah. Yeah, very unlikely. Um, South Africa, Ireland. Who did you think was going to win that game before it kicked off? What was your prediction? It was a 50-50 for me. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, it was quite a boring game. But I thought it was, was the polar opposite. I thought that was one of the most exciting games so far this year. It, it was... Pure defence, wasn't it? It was yeah. rook. It was smashing each other. Like it was in terms of that, yeah. But you want to see a oh, try, no? Quality. You, know, you do want to see. You do want to see tries. You're right, but yeah, but not nine six to zero. No, no. Like, then it becomes boring. boring. But I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Irish, their defence was was great. It was obviously not flawless, but mm. it it was quality. Like a few turnovers yeah. in the ruck. Like they utilised that ruck very very yeah. well. Yeah. Chrissy, you're and Dan, you're both Irish. Just no, Chrissy, you're more Scottish, aren't you? But Dan, you're, mm-hmm. you've got some Irish in you. Mm-hmm. Um, doing some research, this, this is going nuts in Ireland. This is this is like our St. Paddy's Day 2.0, what this nation's doing. How how big would it be in Ireland if they managed to? Because I don't see why they can't. They beat South Africa, what, 13 8, was it? Yeah, 13 8. Um, a lot of well, this their- is calling it the match of the ages for Ireland, not for South Africa. So how big would it yeah. be for Ireland if they won it? Oh, Mate, absolutely massive. massive. Yeah, massive. that is their number. Yeah. Apart from Gaelic, it is essentially <clears throat> their their biggest sport. This is their biggest international sport. They love it, man. The Irish yeah, love so it. They'll go mad. Yeah. They'll go mad. Dublin would be a great place to be. Wouldn't it? Around the final, yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Not, be not, so being in, if, not being English, but... <laughs> Couple Guinness. Yeah, Irish, it'll be good. A couple. Couple yeah, Guinness. No. <laughs> Split the G. Oh, absolutely. Split the G, boo. And it's, yeah, I, asked, I asked that as a loaded question because when I was in Galway, I went and watched their local club play in their local Irish competition. I can't say it, but Galway Corinthians, Cur- or whatever the fuck. Corin- Corinthians? That one. And like those, they, I felt like they were going to murder the opposition supporters when they scored. Like Mate. was there was only ten thousand people there max, but it was nuts. As as yeah. amateur sport goes in the UK, like go and watch your local rugby union team. It's amazing. It was amazing. It was. I used to, I used to do it back home. It was so good. I had a, a Galway supporter group gave me one of their jumpers, so I was in there. I was in with the Galway supporter group. It was nuts. Went by myself, absolutely smashed on the way home. It was epic. Oh, quality. Yeah, mate. They loved it, man. Like, I'm just saying it because they were nuts. Like, the passion they had was like nothing I've heard before. Abs- absolutely. So good. But, um, yeah. The uh, the Rugby World Cup still still continuing to be uh, entertaining. So, we'll see how that goes this week. Yeah. I um, think the knockouts will be better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously. All right. Let's move on to the NRL then. The two games that happened this weekend, unfortunately... The storm got battered. And the Warriors got battered. To be honest, and, yeah. and the Warriors got battered. Uh, fair, fair play to the Panthers and the and the Broncos. To be honest, the players an impeccable, them. impeccable game. Yet, yeah. um, well, they're the two best teams going forward to the grand final. A bit like Collingwood. Good, good fight. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. Yeah. I can I can see you there twitching because I know you don't like either team. 
Mate, just, just going to say, Nostradamus strikes again, right? Yeah. Rocky Neal called that. Podcast three weeks ago, four Beachy. weeks ago. You gave me yeah. a couple of weeks ago, Dan. I said the grand final, guarantee it will be a, a Broncos-Panthers grand final. I'm I pretty sure you said well. Warriors all the way. No, like I did not. Yes, you did. I'm pretty sure you did as well. You said the Warriors, Warriors, man. Last week. Yeah, last week you said the Warriors. No, last week I said I wouldn't be surprised. I said I wouldn't be surprised. Go back and listen. But the two best teams are in. Fuck the Panthers and fuck the Broncos, but the two best teams are in. Um, Correct. And Dan, you're going to hate me for this, Mm. but I have to give a shout out to Toto. Three tries. He was epic. Brian Toto, yeah, like he was as much of a cocket as he is. He was epic. He's he's a great winger, and I, the Storm just, I didn't think they were in it from the start. Like no, you break down no, their stats, fifty-six to forty-four possession, the completion rate eighty-seven to sixty-five. Like even in those two stats, there you're just like, right, okay, what went wrong? The, uh, what. All right, what went right for the Storm? Nothing. 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 Correct. They just weren't good in attack. They no, weren't good they in weren't. defense. Their post-contact no. meters were shocking. Like Panthers no. had 528 to Storm's 369. The, <laughs> what other stat did I think that was terrible? Ruck infringements. Letting a, team, letting a team get to 38 in a prelim and you've only scored four. That's embarrassing, mate. But you got to, you, like, shocking. Storm got... To this prelim based on system, based on Craig Bellamy being a genius. Yeah. That list on paper, that starting lineup has no right to be in a preliminary final. That is yeah. this current storm lineup is the most average storm lineup I have seen in my history of following the Melbourne Storm, 12 year member, etc. What we're seeing here is we're seeing two teams, the Broncos and the Panthers, who are streets ahead of third and fourth. The Broncos and the Panthers are going to be the two most dominant teams for the next three, four, five years. It's going to be like Hawthorne Geelong in the AFL ads. Max, Max for seven. Or Max. They are just, like you look at Brisbane, and we're going to get to that game too, Dan. But Herbie Farmworth, like what a freak! Oh, quality. The, but, it has to be up there, one of the best centers in the league, right? Like you're going to have Walsh versus you're going to have Walsh, you're going to have Edwards, you're going to have Reynolds, you're going to have Cleary, you're going to have Farmworth, you're going to have Tot. Oh. Right, you've got forward packs going at each other. It, this grand final is going to be epic. I cannot wait. It's going to be one of the better grand finals. That's two sure. grouse teams. Like, who's the better team? Tell me, because I don't know. They're both as good as each other, mate. Like, mm. and I've just realised <clears throat> it's first v second in the NRL grand final and first v second in the AFL grand final. Which is great. I've just realised that. Yeah. So, I um, yeah. What did you think about the game, though? Did you get to see all of them? Um, like to, to be honest with you, I, I missed the Broncos Warriors game. I had wedding commitments, but I sat and watched the the Panthers and the Storm, and I was hopeful for about five minutes when Justin Ollum got over the line. But that's all it lasted. Went downhill real quick. You just it, yeah. you just saw Storm <laughs> missing tackles, ineffective tackles. It just wasn't enjoyable to watch. Whether yeah. it was a final or just a normal league game, it was not enjoyable. And the Storm yeah. were just abysmal and the Panthers just seized the opportunity and they dominated. Fair They're play to them. Well drilled, just they, well are, drilled. they are well drilled. Like Cleary, Luai <clears> in the middle. Luai was playing with an injury, wasn't he? He had a shoulder injury. 
I think. Still step back to the plate. Yeah, still, yeah that, that's what you want from your half half parents. Yeah. Um mate, everyone, Liam Martin, Dylan Edwards, all the all the big net quality, mate. Quality. Yeah. They well, were just they were just they I, were I, I didn't see, I didn't see Storm get out their own half whenever I tuned in. Not usually, just no. Peg, they, just they take didn't. back. Yeah. I'm gonna not after the first five minutes anyway. Mm. Did you watch like, the Warriors game? Yeah. I mean Reese Walsh just ran a muck, ran in a Mac. Yeah, Reese Walsh is Reese Walsh is great, and I I really do hope he'll have Quality. a good, good grand final this this weekend. Did you? Good, have you guys good forward heard pass uh, as well? I was a few forward passes there, mate. Yeah, I seen a few. Right. I was like, oof. Few forward passes. Not happy yeah. about it. Just just on that though, they they played a decent game. Broncos were just better, but Warriors and Josh, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this. I'm confident that you will. Thank you for an amazing season. Like yep. the Warriors, they were wooden spooners last year and they were probably the best team to watch all season. <clears throat> Similar to Carlton. And, and if you all agree with me, then on behalf of all the sports society, up the wires. Up the wires. Up the wires. Up the wires. Boys, before up, we get off. the wires. Up the wires. Before we get off our NRL, I just want to, hopefully you're not sitting behind a desk because it might lift up shortly. I'm going to read out a list versus list for this weekend's grand final just to get us excited. All right. We need to do our um, predictions as well before we go as well. Perfect. All right, Daniel, you've got Dylan Edwards versus Reese Walsh. Yep. You've got Turuvara or Turuva versus Jesse Arthurs. You've got Isaac Targo versus Katoni Staggs. Stephen Crichton versus Herbie Farmworth. Brian Tottol Selwyn Cobbo. Jerome Luai, Ezra Mam. Nathan Cleary, Adam Reynolds, Moses Leota, okay. Thomas Fledgler, Mitch Kenny, Billy Walters, James Fisher-Harris, Payne Haas, Scott Sorensen, Kurt Capewell, Liam Martin, Jordan Rickey, and Isaiah Yo versus Patrick Carrigan. How right. I split them. Try and split them. What what a grand final. Oh. Mm. We've, we have got two grand finals this weekend. Mate, it's, it's going to be epic. They're two origin teams. Yeah. Much. Like an origin. It's, it's going to be epic. But yeah. what's what's your prediction for this? They'll do the Broncos. same as like we did in the AFL. Do, yeah. Score, medal. Uh, I think Broncos will re- have redemption from their narrow loss to the Cowboys when JT kicked that miracle field goal. So I'm going to say Broncos by two. And I'm going to say Adam Reynolds to get man of the match. That's that's a great shout. That <clears throat> ads. Yeah, I'm going to say Broncos by four. Um, and Walsh, Reese Walsh, good form, makes a lot of plays. He'll be around to the middle. Chris. Uh, yeah, Reese Walsh. And score win by ten. Broncos by ten. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm think with, the Broncos are much better. Much, yeah. much better. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Broncos by two. And I'm two. By two. And I'm either gonna I'm torn between the, the man of the match. I'm either gonna say Reese Walsh or Patty Carrigan. Very nice, very nice. So we're Reece all going Walsh for the Broncos. Be, yeah. <laughs> seems to be Reese Walsh is an out one of the outstanding players though. Quality. Yeah, but but didn't didn't perform in origin. So I'll tell you I what, I reckon he'd be a great scrum half for Union. Wouldn't he? 
Yeah. He's quick though, but yeah, that's what he would need. be. He would be a good scrum half. Yeah, he'd be a great scrum half. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Um, um, I believe he does. Yes, he does. So Reese Walsh does have a union background. Does he? Yeah. Interesting. It's not unheard of for you, uh, league players to be brought up to union sides. I remember Ben Goggins got brought up from league to to rugby union for England. You know, Nelson Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess got called up from rugby league to England rugby team. Chrissy, you know Nelson Asafa Solomona from the Storm. Big no. Nels, our big bloke, the massive one. Big Nels, yeah, yeah, big Nels, he, yeah. He was a New Zealand schoolboy. He was a he was a junior All Black, and the Storm. Oh, was he? The Storm offered him big money early on, so he he's a and he's always wanted to go back. Um, yeah. was, it, when, was it Wendell Saylor? As I think Wendell Saylor switched as well from Union. He played for the Wallabies and in the NRL as well. So you've got Sully Vonavalu as well. Yeah. M- Marie Corabetti. Yeah. Corabetti, yeah. Both of them now Wallabies. So yeah. Nah, yeah. looking forward to two good grannies over the weekend. Be good. Yeah. Yeah, that's looking it. To it. Yeah, boys. All right, let's move on to a bit of football. Um, can, can we Champions start League with, is can, back. Yeah, I was about to say. Arsenal, PSV, 4-0. Battered. Battered. Battered them. Um, so just so it's been 2,388 days since you've scored a Champions League goal. Yeah. Let's not so, focus on that. I mean, fair play. Six yeah. years in the making. Six years in the making. We've been waiting to get back into this competition. And I was it six years? Yeah, six years I think it's been. Yeah. So and what? I've been waiting to hear those that that song. It's, it's honestly the best competition in the world. That song and everyone, all the all the teams do it at, at the end where it goes, the champions, the whole stadium, no matter what team, smack, like shouts out the champions. Yeah. And you can hear it ring throughout the city. Um, yeah. Best one to see is Napoli fans go for it hard. Yeah, they love it, don't they? Yeah, mate, there's nothing better than seeing the best teams in Europe go at it. Yeah, the Champions League, man, it's quality. I love it every single year. So yeah. good. But I, I love the Europa, mate. I, I, I just like European competitions, but nothing tops so, the, the Champions League. I tell you League. what, the Europa League trophy looks better than the Champions League trophy, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, to be like, fair. It looks like a nicer trophy, but anyway, like the Big Ears trophy is what we want. So yeah, for sure. We're um, on a mission. We've got Sevilla next. The Arsenal game. Remember, I remember watching that and I, I found it quite amusing. Odegaard's fourth goal. It was about 20 yards out, just outside the box. And as soon yeah. as he gets the ball, the whole crowd just went, shoot. And what did he do? <laughs> shoot. It's shoot. like it's like he just went, oh, okay then. And he just shot, he took, bang, goal. He <laughs> took a touch to the left yeah. and he went bottom right corner. Like he cut it right across the goalkeeper. Yeah. It was a great goal. Quality, mate. Yeah. How, so the thing good. is, 
great performance. Great performance. It is PSV, and they did. Be, I think they beat us in Europa League. Mate, in... PSV are not bad. They're not a bad, bad team. They've got some good team. players. Yeah, for sure, good players. But um, I mean, what other Champions League games did we have? We had Newcastle AC Milan, quite boring, nil nil. Yeah. Um, quite surprised with that. Um, we had uh, PSG Dortmund. PSG beat Dortmund quite convincingly. Yeah. I think it was a two nil. Yeah. Um, we had pl- loads of other games, but uh, by who Munich you- and Man United, that, yeah. that was a very good game actually. Five, three, four, three uh, in the end. The thing, thing is with that game, was it just the fact that both teams couldn't defend, I don't and know. it was just it was attack v attack. Yeah, I mean, Casemiro uh, got like two sloppy or two sloppy goals, but pretty much didn't he? Are you yeah. talking scrappy about goals, United scrappy goals. Hey? Man United versus Bayern Munich. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yes, four three. Which I want to start off our OPL segment. So you two continue yeah. with your Champions League. Champions League now, bruv. That's right. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to steal you off Champions League because I love watching it too. Uh, I I wrote a few games down that I found quite interesting. I know yeah. it was only one nil Real Madrid against Union Berlin. I thought that was a quality game, even though even though there was only one goal, it was, mate. It was. I'm not. It wasn't even end to end. Like Real Madrid just had all the possession, and what I did notice is. Josselu, he's he's dangerous as fuck in the air. They're, they're striker. Who? Five out of Real Madrid. Oh, Re- Josselu? Josselu, yeah. Who's he? No idea. Never heard of him. But he's cool. Never heard of him either. There's five out of six aerial duels won, eight shots, attack what? after attack. Get... Wait, he was quality. Where'd they get him from? No idea. Oh. From the, I don't know, from the pub. No idea. Jude Bellingham, though, with the winner in the 90th, 90th minute. Yeah, that's well, six 94th goals, minute. Six goals in six games. Mate, do you reckon he will... Um... Ballon d'Or? Ooh, well, you never know. You not never bad. know. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. One, one year, I reckon. But do you reckon he'll he'll definitely live up to the Zinedine Zidane number five shirt? Completely different <sighs> position, though, isn't it? No, same position. Why am I thinking Dan was a CDM? No, he's an attacking midfielder. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I don't know why I'm thinking that. I reckon yeah. he'll be. He is the only one that's put on that number five jersey since Indonesia Dad's left. Yeah. that is going to put any um, claim to the claim to the the name or the number. All he's got to do now is headbutt someone. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's it, and we're yeah. good. We've got another Zinedine. Yeah, mate. Yeah. The, the the Real Madrid fans love him. Yeah, you know, he's good. Right. He's quality. They love him. Did you uh, did you see uh, the Napoli? Was it the Napoli goalkeeper? Or was it the Lazio goalkeeper that scored the the ninetieth minute winner? Oh, what was it? The goalkeeper scored. The goalkeeper, mate. No, it wasn't the Napoli Braga game. That was a that was a quality game, though. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. Oh, mate, I'll touch on it then. Like all game, Braga were just up their ass. Like they they deserved to win. They went one nil up, so they conceded. Um, like they did all that work to get in front. They were just wearing Napoli down, and then yeah, they get they score an own goal, which is just unfortunate from the cross. And then yeah, Napoli sealed the deal and got two one. But Victor mm. Osserman, mate, he. Osherman, however you say his name. Yeah. Um, he's great. 
Yeah, he's great. I've, I've never player. really noticed him too much, but he. Yeah. I mean, Napoli won the league last year because of him. Yeah, he was quality. Like, yeah. don't really watch that much European football, if I'm being honest with you. Only the Champions well, they ran league. away with the Syria Syria title last year. Oshimen yeah. was he was he was tipped to join United for like 150 mil. So top Fucking top true. quality striker, Nigerian striker as well. Yeah, just rapid. Nigerian, yeah? yeah, Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah, was Lazio. Good. It was a Lazio game. I didn't watch it. What happened? Ah, uh, so 90th minute. Um, it's La- Lazio versus Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid are one nil up. It's the 94th minute. Lazio have a corner. The corner goes in, gets headed back out. The goalkeeper's still in the area, and then the I can't remember who it was gets it on the edge of the box, and he puts his cross in. The keeper does this beautiful line, cuts right through everyone, bangs it top corner. What? To equalise the game in the 94th minute. Mate, there's got to be some kind of statistic out there that every time a keeper goes up, they score. There has to be, because they do, man. The amount of times I've seen yeah. keepers score headers from like late corners. Yeah. It happens all the time. I just so, think goalkeepers have no fear, do they? No, of course they don't. They just run into yeah. players with their hands up. So, yeah, of course they're going to get their head on it. And they're yeah. always like six foot five, so... Yeah, tall blokes. That yeah. was that was. You have a, have a look at that because yeah, uh, mate, the place place went wild. Place went um, wild. One other game I thought was pretty interesting was Real Sociedad and Inter. Mate, Real yeah. Sociedad yeah. looked strong. Yeah, they looked very strong. If they if they carry on playing like that, they'll definitely. I'm not going to say they're going to win it because they they probably won't. But if they carry on playing like that, they'll definitely be a hard team to beat for sure yeah into Champions League finalists last year as well so there are no pushovers no not at all so, Mate, Jan Sommer though is a good keeper yeah he is a good keeper yeah yeah he's yeah, a good, was... good backup for uh, Anana anyway Anana's doing crap at United <laughs> but if that was always going to be the, that was always going to be the case it's United yeah. Yeah. did you see the red card in that game in the Sociedad and Inter no I didn't see it oh it's it like a scuffle on the floor and Barella's foot got caught as he yeah. went in for the tackle. I can't remember who he tackled, but his foot got caught and he tried to pull his foot out. And as he as he tried, he kicked the other player. The other yeah. player's holding his balls and rolling around and got red carpet. It went to VAR and got disallowed. It wasn't. Got overturned, like, yeah. It, yeah, he was trying to get his foot out. Yeah. So, so do you reckon the other player should have got a yellow card for simulation? In that instance, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like see, this is what I don't I don't like. Is if a guy goes down with minimal contact and he's screaming on the floor? I mean, no, he definitely he definitely kicked him, but it was because he was trying to pull his foot out. It was like in between the other guy's legs, like the other guy trapped his foot in on purpose. Yeah. So, so what? So, and this is probably a question for you as well, Josh. If someone is sort of play acting over the top as to okay, if you're pulling your foot away and you clip their ankle and they've gone on, they've rolled over three times, they've done a backward somersault. And they're screaming in absolute agony. Is that not cause for your play acting now? This is this is too far. Yep. Absolutely. Mate, all the... Mate, I love I love Fulham, you know that. And I loved Mitrovic, I still do, even though he left. But some of the times when he went down, I was even thinking he needs a card there. Like you you, you when you haven't been touched and you go down. If if there's a VAR that concludes that you've dived, you 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 have to you have to be mm. carded. You can't be doing that. I I think that's 
as bad as cheating. Well, it is yeah. cheating. It is cheating. It is. That's exactly what it is. Just a load. Of, how it's allowed is a load of shit. Yeah. Right. So if if a player goes down, um, it's sort of like if there is contact, because at the minute the rule is any contact is plausible for you to go down. Any contact, you know, you've seen guys cut in front of a defender and the guy and the defenders tapped him on the ankle and he's gone down and it's a penalty and, and he holds his face. Review, and he yeah, he holds his face and it, it, the the ref will review it and he will go, yep, yeah, that's a penalty. Like, are we killing the game? We're getting rid of all contacts, pretty much. Like, you can't you can't touch another player. And you know, one one rule I don't like at the minute is if you're if you've gone for the ball. And you've rolled over the top of the ball, so you've you've generally made a, a tackle to to win the ball. Your foot has rolled over over the ball, or if your foot if you've won the ball and you've followed through and that's tapped them on the ankle, there's been a few red cards given for that. What do you think of that? <coughs> joke. It's a joke. So because so you've won the ball, you've touched the ball. You've you know you've won the ball you've got it away or whatever you've passed it to your teammate but your foot has followed through momentum and tapped the other the other player's ankle and then they've gone down in absolute agony. I can tell you it's what it is. Then. It's the same with all sports. It's the same with our discussion before about defenders versus attackers. Every sport in the world, all they give a shit about now is entertainment. So mm. these rules are put in place because they want teams to score. They, they don't want nil. The, the Premier League, the Champions League, they don't want nil all draws. They want five. They want results. Games. They want four, three games. They want three, one games. They don't want nil all draws. And when you see def- a defender in, in football, in soccer, they can't do anything. Like, if you're a defender in soccer, you need to basically cleanly get that ball. If you even clip the, the attacker the slightest, you're gone. Mm. You see it every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So it's purely for entertainment, and I think they do it deliberately. And that's why I said before, who'd want to be a defender? You can't do anything. No, you can't do anything. I mean, yes and no, because I watched the Tottenham Arsenal game the other night, and Dougie, or whatever your name is. And Doggy. Dougie, and Doggy, uh, <laughs> must have gone through Saka five or six times before he got a yellow card. And you're, yeah. and, and, and now you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to go like that, like ref. Really? Put your arms out. To, yeah, you're not allowed to do it. It's called descent, and you're not allowed. Yeah, to they had that now, fell. Yeah, you're not allowed yep. to do that. So um, on the fifth time that Undugi um, tackled, or sorry, fouled Saka, uh, Odegaard was like, "That's got to be a card," and yeah. he gave Odegaard a card. Yeah, for that's simulating a, a card. You're not, not allowed. allowed to. To. How aggressive was he doing it though? How aggressive was he? Was he, he just, like he just face? He just went like that, like yeah, that's got to be a card, and because he did that, that's now a yellow card is, for him. How is would, it how... like persuading the ref to like um, make more of a decision to give the card? Is that why they're trying to like shut that down? It's they're they're put, they're falling it under the law of dissent, so they're saying yeah, that's yeah, a dis- yeah. act of dissent towards yeah. the referee, which I think is total bollocks. Like, your captain is there to protect his players as well. He is the voice of that team. If he can't go up to the ref and say, that is a yellow card, then I'm sorry, like, what? Yeah. who who can talk to the ref? Because like, no one can talk to the ref. Well, I know I know the NRL, they have, like, the um, 
the coach's call or something? Can captain's they bring challenge. something? Challenge. The captain's challenge, sorry. Yeah. Can they yeah. bring something like that in? They or need do they to. Have something? No. They need. I, well, all right. You're not allowed to. I don't. I'm not saying, you know, the captains are allowed to, you know, swear at the ref or whatnot, but they're allowed to challenge. You know, my my player's been fouled five times now. Are you going to do something correct. about it? Yeah, correct. Like you can't you can't be going. What what are you supposed to do? Not show any emotion on the pitch when your player's been kicked around for for the first yeah. twenty minutes of the game. Yeah, it's true. It's a tough spot. I was going to say, I think the way that rugby have got it is the referee's word is final unless he asks the TMO to review it, and that's I don't understand why we're not doing that in football. The referee just gets a whisper in his ear going, check that VAR, because your decision's obviously wrong. So yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't be that. There should be a captain's challenge in in football. And they yeah, it should be. Yeah, if you, same as rugby. If you if you win it, you keep it. If you if you lose the challenge, then that's it. You're done for the half. Correct. You're not allowed to challenge yeah. it. And the referee's word is final. You, like you've got to feel bad for the referees, like with all this VAR, their power is being taken away. Because they they give a decision, they give a red card or whatever, and then it goes check that. I don't no, feel, I don't no. feel bad for them at all. Like yeah. if officiate if their officiating was better, we wouldn't be in this predicament, would we? Well, this I is know what we've got hu- the VAR. I know there's human error, but there's also bias, and you can't tell me that over the years there hasn't been a bias towards teams in the Premier League or in any other league because well, for one. Juventus got stripped and relegated because of match fixing, paying off referees. Old referees that mm. used to to referee against United used to come out and say, "I, I'm, I, I was intimidated by Alex Ferguson." Like there was always it shouldn't that be thing. like that, should it? No it's bullshit. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. So, and this is the thing: you had to have VAR because the officiating was awful. Mike Dean was the worst for it, and he's he's the one that's like. Um, He's on the panel for the Sky Sports about VAR. He's the worst one for it. Yeah. Like the the decisions that guy made is something like. <coughs> Speaking and, he, of that, and, he's a, and he's a United fan. I mean, well, he says he's a bloody whatever um, Preston fan, but he's not. No, no. Speaking of uh, speaking of an EPL boys, how many of you watched the games over the weekend? Yeah, I, I stayed up for the Tottenham Arsenal game. Yeah. I, I drowned my sorrows by watching every game Saturday night. So I had <laughs> I had my laptop with one Opta Sport game on, Fulham on the big screen. Um, so a few talking points which I want to run through, and I want you two that you two can elaborate on it. But um, and Adam, and and ads exactly right. Spurs Gunners, what a game! Um, I told you, Ange, Tottenham are, Tottenham will be a challenge this year. I think they'll be top three. We will um, see. They were awesome. They Arsenal weren't awesome. Really good too. Both even shots. I think it was thirteen shots each, four on target for Spurs, five for for Arsenal. Spurs controlled possession. I think they had plus ten percent in terms of possession, but Arsenal, I just think were were a little bit more clinical early, and then and then top them later. Um, my goat or, or kind of my um. Applaudance goes to Man United's opposition. I want to talk about Man United. Hang on. They are horrific. They are horrific. Yeah, they are horrific. They, yeah. run, they are horrific. They had less shots. They had 38% possession for the game, 
they committed 12 fouls and they had 9% less in terms of pass accuracy. And they won 1-0, but that's a loss. I remember we were saying the other day that sometimes you win, but it's a loss. That is a loss. They were horrible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and Burnley were, were really unlucky. I, I thought they deserved that win. I cannot believe they lost that. I feel sorry for them because... Yeah, I agree. Shit house. The way, the way they're going, uh, United and Chelsea, they're going to be in a relegation battle. There's clearly some underlying issues going on at United. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. There, there was uh, an official bust-up at the training centre the other day with at least six players all Did, scrapping at United. Have you heard about what's happened to Jaden Sancho? No. You've not heard about that? No, what happened? So, basically, Jaden Sancho put something on Twitter or Instagram, whatever, whatever it was, claim, claiming that he had been made a scapegoat. He's deleted, oh, yeah. deleted the post now. So yeah. Ten Hag has banned Sancho from all the first team like amenities. <laughs> he's, so he's he's not allowed to enter the changing room. He's not allowed to train with the team. He's not allowed to enter the first team canteen. He's got to like basically train with the academy on his own. Yeah, you know and, what? That's until you know- until Ten Hag has said until you say sorry to me, you're you are not playing. You know how that's not going to work. Why? Because Sancho is one of his, he is a good player. Can and be. he's got, he will have players in that camp that are on his side. Yeah. yeah. So this is only going to go against him. Like if you, if you, if you're going to back yourself like Ten Hag and like, you know, like a Pep would get rid of him. Just, just get rid of him. Yeah, I think so. He's so. a bad apple. Just get rid of him. You should have got rid of him already, but just get rid of him because the way you can't treat him like this and it not have an effect on the team. Like, like you say, like a bad apple, it, it spreads, doesn't it? Yeah, true. You have one bad apple. I don't know if 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 Jane Sancho is the bad apple. I think he was being made a, a scapegoat because what Ten Hag said about him after the game they lost to Brighton... Uh, was he? He's not trained well, and and this, that, and the other. And we had m- many other options in attack. Who did you have in many other options? Anthony, rubbish. Martial, he's rubbish. injured. I think he's not injured. He's just battering his misses, and he's took time out. Oh, oh, is he? Yeah, he's got done for assault on his misses, so he's took time off. Um, so yeah, they haven't got I'll options in attack. I'll tell you what I see, bro. I see. Chelsea and I see Man United and I see no system. There is no clear system. There is no, I, their formations changed every two weeks. There is no system. I don't know if they're attacking a team or defending team. You look at a team like Fulham and we're just defensive. That's what we do, right? And and we do it well though. We're well managed. Of course. You look at Arsenal. You look at Tottenham. Tottenham's ball hot ball. They just want to hold the ball. They just want to possess the ball. It's a clear game plan. Arsenal is counter attack. What is Manchester United and Chelsea? What are they as teams? Are they an attacking team? Are they a defending team? What the hell are they? Because they're not scoring. Well, but they're not. They're Chelsea, Chelsea are dog shit. That's what they what, are. What are they? What's their brand? Because they've got there's, the players. They have to. They've got the no, players. There. There's, there's no. There's no leaders in the team, and this is what Arsenal haven't had for for quite a number of years. There's no leader in that team. You look at the past leaders in both teams. John Terry, Frank Lampard, Roy Keane, Wayne Rooney. Tell me a leader now in, in both of those teams. I'll tell you. 
it's the it's the managers, right? Because you look at if you've watched that doco for Arsenal, Mikel Arteta, and even Marco Silva to an extent, they like what, what happened with Jaden Sancho. The right thing would be to do is to galvanize your group, bring him in, and say, "Mate, I'm sorry you feel like that. That's not what we're trying to do." And you try and galvanize it from banning him from the first team. That just shows me a manager that just has is out of touch with his players, and they're not playing for him. You look at Arsenal, yeah. and on paper, Arsenal's list is not better than Chelsea's in terms of on paper. When you go through the list and you compare the players, Tottenham's is nowhere near any of those squads. But you've got one group of players playing for their manager. You've got another group in Chelsea and Man United that couldn't give a shit. Brighton's the perfect example of that though, right? Starts at the managers. The, I, I yeah. think Dan Hag's a dick. I always have. And that Jaden Sancho example is the perfect banning him from the first team, what the hell is that going to do? He's still getting paid. You're basically making your other players hate him. He's going to want to leave now. Like, yeah, I, I think that's going hard. And that won't be the end of it. Like, if you are if you genuinely feel like you're being made scapegoat, you're not going to let that lie. Like, he is ruining a career, but for what? His ego. Because yeah. he said something about the manager. He retaliated and said, uh, I think he's using me as a scapegoat. I've been training really well. And I've been putting the effort into the team, and I'm ready to play. Like he's saying, he's doing it for you, for the fans, and the fans are split about it. It's been all over Talksport. So yeah, some a lot of the people are backing Ten Hag, but I mean, Mikel Arteta did it with Aubameyang. I mean, other than I mean, I didn't know there was a problem until he was gone. Pretty much, I knew. I mean, I knew there was. Sorry, I did know there was a problem because he wasn't playing. I didn't know it was an attitude problem. I just thought because he wasn't scoring because he went on a dry run. But yeah. he never banned him from the team. He just said, you're not performing well. You're also spreading. I think there was just like he was spreading shit between the, the players, you know, turning up late. He went to, uh, I think he went to Dubai and came back two days late. And he just went, no, I'm not standing for it. But for Sancho, all he's he's been training. He's been trying so, you know, you sign a player for 80 mil, you've got to give him a chance. There's your example. And it's the same with Marco Silva, right? So when Mitrovic said that he wanted to go to Saudi, he made a comment on Instagram saying that he'll never wear a Fulham jumper again. Marco Silva, Silva still wanted him to come with the team to our preseason friendlies in, in America. Marco Silva mm. still wanted him to train with the first team. He was still with the first team. Same with Jao Polina when he wanted to go to Bayern. Same thing, Marco Silva, you're part of our squad till you leave. I want you here until you officially sign. And what's happened, no fractures within the group. And if there is, we wouldn't know. Same with Mikel Arteta, yeah. no fractures yeah. within the group. And if there is, he's good enough player. He's got enough, his players have enough respect for him to not leak information. So yeah. it's, I'm telling you, it's the manager. I, I, it is, it yeah. is, yeah. It is because you didn't hear anything about the Aubameyang thing or the Marco Silva stuff. But he's just letting it, he's just saying, he's throwing his players under the bus. And the other players are probably thinking, well, if he does that to Jaden, what's he going to do to me if I don't do well? If mm. I don't train well? It's just going yeah. to what? Stop you can't from using the amenities. Yeah, exactly. The, the manager can't blame a single player for a loss. Jaden Sancho can sue Man United for that because he can, can he? say he's hint. Yeah, so it's got, there's a class action being done from Benucci who went to Saudi because Juventus stopped him from using the amenities and, and basically stopped his progress as a, as a professional athlete from keeping in shape. And when he went to Saudi, he had to then get in shape before playing games and whatnot. And he's now suing Juventus. 
So Jamie Sancho could sue Man United because he's stunting his progress as an athlete. Yeah. And you, I think you look at it too, like you look at enjoyment. And Dan, I'll use Tottenham as because we know I love Ange, but yeah. we'll use Tottenham as an example. For the first time that I've watched Tottenham in years, the main thing I've noticed is those players look like they're enjoying playing football. They like do. They now. actually look yeah. like they're having fun. They they look like they're not scared to do to make a mistake. They they take risks. That's the biggest noticing, and it's yeah. because they've got a manager that actually gives them the license to. Like, how many times have you seen Sun crack it this year, like he did last year? Oh no! Like this is the effect a good manager can have on a club. Like it does. You don't necessarily need your Pochettino's at Chelsea. Like that's clearly not working. Yeah, he might might need some time to gel or whatever. But Marco Silva at Fulham, Marco Silva, statistically, you've got to say he's one of top three best managers in the Premier League. You have to say that. You have to. You have to because yeah. look at the performance Fulham put on. Average squad, average stadium, yeah. like everything about Fulham is average. Yet their effort, their effort is sublime. Like, well, yeah, you support them, so. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised I mean, if Chelsea yeah. went for Silver after Poch because I reckon but, Poch won't last long. I reckon that's all you need because if you give – you could give a bloody blind dog Chelsea's list and I reckon they'd do better. It, these <laughs> players that Chelsea have got, they don't need training. Like they do, but they don't need to be told how to play. They know how to play. All they need is a manager that can bring them together and galvanise them. Like, honestly – how much managing and, and how much tactics do you reckon Man City do? I mean, I was just about to say about Man City, right? Man City have had a great squad on paper for years now, right? But look when Manuel Pellegrini was in charge. Like, yeah, he's a good manager. He still got the sack, though. They still gave him the arse after a while. But yeah. I can't see that with Pep. Pep does – he makes that team gel. You, you've said it time and time again. Like he makes all these individuals one Better. team, and you never see him bagging players out, does it? No, yeah. never. Apart from Joe Hart back in the day, <laughs> hated Joe Hart. Yeah. But he, you don't see him bag him out, and that's what Arteta's doing as well. Like he put, he gives them the arm. So come on, you can do it, and he knows who he needs to be stern with. And I don't think he just bags them out. He goes right. You're not buying into the system. We need to part ways. Sorry. Perfect example, oh, right? Is what it is. Um, Ramsdale's done. Yeah? Ray, Ray is your number one keeper. Ray, Ramsdale's done. All right? Essentially. But I'll say much, something on that in a minute. How much have you seen come out from Ramsdale at Arsenal? Even though Ramsdale has been basically given the arse and now Ray is your number one keeper. Have you heard anything from Ramsdale? Have you heard any, about any fractures? No. Have you heard Mikel Arteta come out and give Ramsdale shit right. and say he's been out of form? No, Jamie Carragher gave Ramsdale shit, though. But not, but not from the club. Not from yeah. the club. Nothing's coming. clapping. Raya made an absolute weldy of a save, and Ramsdale puts his arms up, starts clapping, and Jamie Carragher said it was, like, worthy of an Oscar Oscar performance. It's just yeah. like, calm down, mate. He's just applauding his teammate. That's a cracking save. To do that, yeah. to be able to – and obviously Ramsdale would be pissed off. You'd want him to be. But he could he could have sat there with a the face like thunder with his arms crossed and not applauded him. I, I, I I'm so on the fence with this decision. Like I I if Raya is great and I mean that save was fucking phenomenal, but 
Ramsdale's done so much for Arsenal, and he's what been I mean. quality. He's quality. There's it, like all right. You can't save everything. Goalkeeper's job is one of the hardest jobs on the pitch. You're trying to save a ball that's coming at you at 90 miles an hour. Like it's, when it's all difficult. your defenders are gone. Yeah. And if you look at these saves that we that uh, Ramsdale's made over the last two seasons, mate, he has had many a worldies. Yeah. And if you if you're asking me, he should be England's number one he over Pickford be. all day. Rex, yeah. Like for me now, Mikel Arteta has well but, and truly fucked him because but, now Ray is a good keeper. I get it, but yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he should have swapped him so soon because Ramsdale didn't do anything wrong. No, he hasn't. But like what we were literally just talking about um, in terms of managers, like Rat Pickford shouldn't be in the England squad, but he's obviously got that big of a rapport with Southgate. I mean, Pickford turns up in internationals. It's like Harry yeah. Maguire. Harry Maguire mm. can't. He's got two left feet when it comes to United, but stick him in an England shirt. He's one of the best players on the pitch. Most games. Yeah. Quality. Two web feet and, yeah. Yeah. Two, web, yeah. two left feet and web two fingers, feet. yeah. Like, but he's, he's quality, put him in an England shirt. So it's, I've always said, oh, what's a manager going to do? It's all about players. But the more sort of, the more I'm getting older, I, I kind of appreciate the managers more. Where's the law he got him though? Because Arsene Wenger was that player, that manager. Oh, trust in Ramsey, trust in... Oxley Chamberlain trusting uh, Dejuru and Senderos and Shamak, like he trusts in these players. They don't, they can't repay the favour because they're shit. Yeah. But, so, but one thing Wenger did do is trust those average players, and Arsenal have always been a good club. They've always finished trusted, top half of the table. He, he went from trust. He went from buying solid players to trusting shit players. I don't know how you can sign Patrick Vieira, Emmanuel Petit. Thierry Henry, Pires, Jungberg, uh, Torre, Sol Campbell, and then you go to buying Dejuru and uh, Shamak, <laughs> Ali Adier, Ali Adier, and Bentner, and going, yeah. How can you be? How can you be happy with that when you've had these absolute ten out of ten players? True, true. So yeah, loyalty gets you nowhere. No, that's true in football. In that's football. True. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but touching on Angeball, right? Just to, I mean, me and you were you were saying a few things today that was grinding my gears a bit. Yeah. Um, if Jorginho didn't make the mistake, hmm. right? I'm it's very hypothetical situation. But if Jorginho didn't make that stupid mistake, you wouldn't have gotten in for the second goal and. Ray actually made the mistake for the first goal. So both okay. your goals were mistakes. Okay. So if Romero didn't score that own goal, and if Romero didn't handball the ball, it would have been 1-0. And, if, if, and if my if my auntie yeah. had balls, she'd be my uncle. So Yeah. Well, you never know these days. She might have balls. Yeah. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Angeball isn't that great. And everyone's going, oh, Angeball's great, Angeball's great. But what did you do? Like, tell me how it's so great. Please, because as as much as you're saying that, yeah, if it didn't have an own goal and if he if he didn't handball it, then it would be, you like, know, you what, did what not all. score. You didn't score from open play, so, and you scored from two mistakes. Utilizing mistakes, mate. Like, so did so, you? You scored from tell two me mistakes. How, why is everyone raving about Angeball when there's been 
what have you what have you done? Because the first half, when we dispossessed, when Zazus dispossessed you, he should have scored. He should have because done, yeah. we're breathing down your necks for the first twenty five minutes of the first half. Yeah, and we should have we should have finished. There was a lot of missed pass, a lot of errors, unforced errors from Arsenal. Crap passing. You weren't yeah. pressing us. We were pressing you. You couldn't handle the press. And then Declan Rice got injured. We took Fabio Vieira off. We put Havertz and Jorginho on. And you're saying it was because Ange Ball was good. No, it was because Arsenal just got two of their better play- midfielders taken off the pitch at half-time. I'm not going to say that's and then the we only reason why you drew. But... Declan Rice being off the pitch is a massive loss for Arsenal. Massive loss in that, like he would have broken up two of those plays and he wouldn't have given the ball away. Plus, they bought, he took Jesus off for Reese Nelson when Eddie Enketi did absolutely fuck all. Poor decisions yeah. from Arteta is what there cost us the game. There was poor decisions that game, yeah. But oh, look, it was, it was a good game. You've got to say, from a neutral perspective, it was a great game. Like, I'm not yeah, saying it, was, it, it wasn't. was a good game, yeah. Mate, but I didn't I'll... see any. I didn't see anything that was like, oh, yeah, or oh, Tottenham are a changed team. I, I saw more mistakes from Mikel Arteta. If, if, that, if that was last year's Tottenham, you'd have battered us 5 you can't, Yeah, you cannot say that, right? So after six games last year, Tottenham had won three, lost three. This year, yeah. they've won four, drawn two. They, have not, they are yet to lose a game. Tottenham have not lost a game. They have scored 15 goals for, seven goals against. This time last year, they you- scored eight goals for and 12 goals against. You've played, brought. You've played Brentford, yeah. Man United, Burnley, yeah. Fulham. Yeah. We're your biggest test. Yeah, and yeah. we drew. And we've got That's and we've got fair. five five first team players out. So, tell me who they've played. Five. Brentford. Yeah. Brentford. Who have they played. Yeah. Yep. Fulham. Yep. So thirteenth, eleventh. Man United. Man United. Brighton third. Have and, you played Brighton? Yep, I believe they have played no, Brighton. No, Tottenham haven't played. No, Brighton. you haven't played Brighton. Who would you say the other team they played? It's uh, Burnley. Burnley. And Burnley, which are nineteenth, right? So you can only play who you've got. They're sitting fourth. They're scoring more. They're conceding less. This is all without Harry Kane, who was apparently their messiah. They didn't have massive, apart from Madison. They didn't have huge recruits during the off season. Mate, no, you got to you got to give credit. Angeball is him. working. It is working. It's not, not even Angeball. It's just of course it's manager. of course it's working. We're sitting. Se- are we still sitting second? No, you're fourth. Fourth, fourth now. So, mate, we've but you haven't played anyone. We've played you. Yes. Sorry, we've us. Played, we and played what, you. Just and describe what happened to that game. Yeah, we've we've played you and we didn't lose. So but compared to last about year, Chrissy. All you've played, mate, you've played, so if I go here to your year this year... We've had shit games as well. We've, we've had a shit run. That's what I mean. So but I'm not big, I'm not saying, oh, Arteta ball, Arteta ball. I'm just saying, I've I've come on and openly criticised Arsenal's performances. Dan's always had a go for never being happy, but it, it's crap. We've been playing crap lately. You can criticise it so. because Arsenal, Arsenal have got the runs on the board. Arsenal did really well last year. And this year, they're probably going to take a step up. Tottenham were horrific last year. They finished eighth. They couldn't score. They conceded like you wouldn't believe, right? And that was with Harry Kane. And now, they're better defensively. They're better attacking. So, you cannot say they haven't improved. 
Like you cannot say I'm that not he has say, not I'm had not an saying they haven't improved. I'm not saying that they haven't improved. I'm just saying that this Ange ball everyone speaks of. I don't agree with that. Is no, a myth. I think that's a low. I just it's think a he's a good manager. That's what I think. I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I'm just saying that nothing against the, the game that I watched at the North London derby the other day made me believe that Tottenham were, were, you know, this new brand of football. I just think that they're, they've an, been grinding results it, out. Because you were, oh, Sheffield United, Sheffield United you played yeah. uh, recently and you were 1-0 down for the whole game. And yeah. then you got two lucky goals in the last five, like two minutes. Lucky goals. You can't say they weren't like, lucky. They might have been lucky, but... Oh, right, Dan, you know what I've noticed here? When, when Fulham drew with Arsenal to all, it was that it was... Fulham got lucky. If Arsenal didn't make mistakes, they would we wouldn't have done it. And it's the Arsenal, same. We, we bought this hundred million pound player to stop the mistakes, and what have we done? Made more mistakes. Because he's not worth a hundred million. But anyway, uh, he's not worth hundred million. We've said this. No, he's not. He's good. He's very, 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 very good. But he's not a hundred million good. We've got two quick questions in from the socials. So these these are quick questions. I've read them over. So. So the first one was sent in by Jacob on TikTok. So in Australian rules, it's unacceptable for a player to announce mid-season that they'll be leaving their club. But in other leagues, it's common practice. What do we think is the right one? So, yeah, shout out, Jacob. Shouldn't be Great able question. To. But no, you shouldn't, shouldn't be able to. You're right. No, nah, I shouldn't be able to in my eyes. No, because Josh, what, then everyone just thinks you're a flog. Definitely not. Oh, yeah, Adam's here. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, you shouldn't be allowed Doing to leave. Enough. I mean, it's a bit different when, like, you have transfers involved and, like, clubs came in, come in and buy you. Like, but obviously we're, we're talking about Aussie rules here, right? So, no, you shouldn't You shouldn't be allowed. No. You should, you should wait, wait, not. wait till the end of the year. Give, give a little bit of respect for your club, yeah? Yeah, and the, fans. and the fans, yeah. So we're yeah. all uh, we're all united on that decision, are we? Unanimous decision. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, Jacob. Good one, mate. On you. Um, next question, uh, Benny on Insta. All right, boys, cracking show. Uh, in football slash soccer, should all transfer windows shut at once across the leagues? For example, the Saudi league window runs uh, for another week past the rest of the Europe leagues. No. No, it shouldn't stop. Well, it should stop. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It's all different. Seasons run different times. They start different dates. They end different dates. It should be competition-based, not not season. Not it shouldn't all be a same deadline. See, I'm I'm opposed to you there. When it comes to transfers, I think it all should be the same. Yeah, Europe um, and, and the Saudi League, uh, the Middle East, uh, should run at the same time. To be honest, um, if they yeah, do, then. It's Northern Hemisphere, isn't it? Well, I mean, so... It's in the middle. In the middle, isn't it? It's always hot. Um, yeah, because the thing is with that, like, you could have a team, you know, the the the, the Premier League kicks off in August. You could have a, a team like United that lose four on the trot and then the window shuts. He's still got a week to go, you know what, I might actually just go Saudi. And then Saudi club comes in and goes, we'll buy your best player because you're doing shit and he he probably wants to leave. And then you could just give him that doubt then because then you, you'd like putting doubt into the player's mind. You go, yeah, true. Yeah, come come to come to Saudi, 380 million a week. 
don't have to play this shit. You're losing every week. And then he mm. just got that doubt in his mind and he goes, oh, might just wait till January. Mm, I think yeah. they should should all shut at the same time. Like, But yeah, I think you've got a point there, Josh. They do open up at different times. and uh, Sorry, the season's finished at different times. So yeah, maybe we do get, a bit more research oh, into that. Yeah, I, I get mm. that. But when it comes to transfers, I think it should be, it should be uniform. It should be the same, yeah. same yeah. time. Because you're right, yeah. Chris. If someone wants to leave later or earlier or whatever the case may be. Good question, mm. Benny. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, on your Benny. Good question, mate. Good question, Benny. Uh, but no, that's it. It's two short questions. Like that? Yeah, no, it's good. Well done, boys. Long I think it's the longest episode we've done, boys. So, 100%. Good effort. Yeah, no, good effort. Well done. Well done, all. And um, we'll see you next week. See you, lads. See you next week. Cheers, boys.